Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's Audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash swoopsworld. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoop Swirl, right here on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoop Swirl, where you get all you need to know about arts, culture, news, and happiness. Our number, if you want to give us a call tonight, is 562-912-3444. You can always email us at swoopsworld at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, if you want to give us a call, that number is 562-912-3444. Now just sit back and enjoy Another edition of Swoop Swirl on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoops World Late Night. It is Wednesday, August fifth, uh, twenty fifteen. How's it going, Peter? It's going all right. Looking forward to tonight's show. It's uh, hey, it's just the crew, man. We got the crew. Of course, we got AD calling in a little later. And uh, God, it sounds weird in my headset. I got we'll fix that during the break. Um, you know, got T Bone's time out. Of course, Brewski's beer tasting and all that Woo-hoo! kind of stuff. How's your week been? Yeah, it's been all right. It's, it's uh, nowhere near as warm as they told us it was going to be. It's still warm. Tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it's still warm, but uh, we were supposed to get, remember that horrible, just, you know, it was warm, but it wasn't crazy. So that was, uh, it just felt like normal summer weather to me. It right. wasn't even that humid, I didn't think. Um, so that was all right. Just uh, my daughter had a performance. My son had a performance. It was one of those weekends where you're just carton kids to and fro <laughs> and they're still not in school yet so you know other than that it's it's going good we, we did the museum thing today and so you know getting through the summer i uh i didn't know your son had a performance when, when, did, when did he have one I didn't know either. <laughs> kind of surprised us. Uh, he had one on Sunday. It was a, just a jam thing for his the jazz angel thing that he does. Yeah. Where like anybody shows up, anybody can play, and um, and he did well for the most part. He did have a goofy moment there where he I think lost track of what he was doing and he just was out of whack. But um, other than that, did well. So um, yeah, so that was Sunday, like five ish, six ish at Roscoe's. The Seabird Lounge at Roscoe's nice, Chicken nice. and Waffles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. That's yeah. cool. I, uh, I, had, I did kind of quite a few things this week, man. Uh, let see. Sunday, Saturday. Saturday, I went to Del Mar. Mm. <clears throat> to, that's right. Yeah, I went down on the racetrack there, and then Ziggy Marley was uh, performing that night. And uh, put on a good show, man. Really, yeah. A real good show. Actually, you know, i got to give props to the opening band. They were a, a band out of San Diego. And I think they were called the Devastators, mm. uh, but they were really, really good too. So it was uh, that was a lot of fun. They were reggae also. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see, yeah, the Devastators. 
if you get a chance to check those out, those guys are good too. And uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. That was that was great. And then uh, yesterday, I uh, went to uh, the uh, the football exhibit over at the at the Reagan Library. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, checked that out. Our good friend Bob Case invited invited me over, and uh, I took our buddy Tom O'Keefe with me. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> but it was a full day, and uh, that exhibit uh, was pretty cool, man. I, I mean, it, it goes it goes really 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 deep. <coughs> You know the origins of football, and they got helmets from, you know, back from the 1800s on. Oh wow! And little leather straps and stuff like that, and they also have a. a you know, here's the here's the interesting thing. Uh, one of the interesting thing they you know all the kind of stuff they had SC UCLA stuff, Ram stuff, Charger stuff, um, but they also had you know the different footballs, and in one section they have two footballs with the, you know the. the the maximum PSI and under, <laughs> and underinflated, right? And honestly, I don't. I didn't feel a difference. Yeah. I, I mean, okay, my hands not nowhere as big as a uh, pro quarterback's hands. Right. I squeezed them both, and they're both just really, really dense. I mean, you, you it, it's like you know a pitcher could feel you know a stitch off or something like that. Right. I understand that a pro quarterback. Can, can, uh, can tell the difference, but I tell me, I don't think most people, you know, all this <laughs> hullabaloo, and everybody makes it, you know, every, you, when you hear these stories about the, the you know, deflate gate and stuff like this, you, you kind of visualize this flabby, mushy, you know, ball. mushy ball. Nah, that ball is still, I mean, it, it, I understand they got their rules and everything, but they have one underinflated and one inflated to the max, and I'm telling you, it's it's so minute. It's not even. It's really yeah. noticeable. Now I understand why, because the rule says that the referees are the ones that you know supposed to check every ball and stuff. Now I understand why the referees didn't notice it. Right. And even you know they they took that ball out when that guy complained, and then they went and had it tested. Uh, but I'm telling you, man, that ball would have to be almost. You know, nearing flat before yeah, <laughs> you yeah. can really obviously take a difference. And so that was pretty cool. And uh, you know, went up. To, the only other thing we did there was going to Air Force One, besides the football exhibit. So that's pretty cool. You know, yeah, little plane there. And uh, you know, I, I, it's funny because people were saying, "Well, man, I, I think this thing would be much more lavish." And I'm like, "Think what you were flying on in the '80s, man. Right. This is this is pretty. This is cutting edge." For then, you know, now you look at it, you're like, eh. Right. <laughs> if, you, if you think back at the, during the time, you know, it's like going to any museum. You're like, oh, look at that old wooden rocking chair that Lincoln sat in. <laughs> yeah. You think he's a president. You think he'd have something better than that. Well, that was. <laughs> but I was I was surprised at how many people were, were, were taking that stance and they were walking through there just going, oh, my God, this is not. I'm like, well, got to go back to the era. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, that's about it this week. I, I, didn't, I didn't have much bike riding in this week because uh, the elevator in my uh, complex is gone, and I'm not schlepping that bike <laughs> four, three flights of stairs each way. <laughs> I've done it. I've done it, but in during cooler circumstances. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, other than that, that's been about it, man. It's been about it. Let's take our first break, and then uh, come back and we'll talk about some of the news of the day. And I'm going to figure out what this... Headset thing is bugging me. So. Sounds good. You're listening to Swoop Show on the Talk Star Radio Network. And uh, what do we got here? This is the Alter Billies. Uh, no, actually, that's not. See? I told you this one just kind of jumps too far. Uh, <laughs> where are we at here? Where are we at? Uh, I hate I hate. 
There we go. Mary Schultz. <laughs> Beautiful tortured mess. Back after this.
Hey, how you doing? This is Joe Walsh. I'm speaking on behalf of Rad. It's okay to rock and roll, right? But don't drive home drunk. If you're drunk, call me up. I have a limo. I'll come and get you. Sleep all day. Public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Every day I wake up at 5 to give Dad his medicine. Every day I wake up at 5 to give Dad his medicine. At 6, I make his breakfast. Every day I wake up at 5 to give Dad his medicine. At 6, I make his breakfast. At 7, I shower. Every day I wake up For at those five. caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community to help us better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, this is Sean Paul on the wall. You're listening to And welcome back to Swiss World on the Texas Radio Network. T-Bone's in the house. Hey, what's up, brother? What's happening? Howdy, howdy. <laughs> Timing is everything. Timing <laughs> is everything. Uh, yeah, were you, were you thinking about something? Did you? Not really. Oh. <laughs> I was listening to I was listening to the way over here. You know, I God, just. Adjust, the adjustments are all the same, right? We haven't moved anything. It's just, no. My, 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 my mic sounds real hollow, so maybe I'll just uh, step it up over here. That'll work a little bit better. All right. Um, T-Bone, you, were, uh, you just got back from uh, the Beer Fest, huh? Beer oh, Festival. Yeah. That was a wild time. <laughs> now, this was up in Mammoth, huh? Yes. Mammoth every, Lakes. Every year. Company sponsors this event. It's called Blues of Palooza, mm-hmm. Mammoth Festival of Beers and Blues of Palooza. So they've got, you know, there's like concerts going all day, which I can take or leave, honestly. It's just background noise for <laughs> beer. But there were somewhere in the range of 70 breweries up there pouring their various libations. So anything, stu- anything that stood out? Well, unfortunately, my record keeping wasn't as, wasn't as extensive as last year. So. <laughs> wasn't as extensive as last year. No. Was last year's extensive? I don't recall it. I don't, I don't either. <laughs> well, here, my record keeping last year was extensive. So extensive that I couldn't really piece together a coherent narrative. <laughs> Which meant this year I didn't even bother taking all the pictures of every different brewery, that you know, every different beer that I tasted and everything. Um, Made it all the way until the end of the festival. Didn't take any breaks this year. <laughs> uh, because a couple times over the last few years, it's like, it goes from noon to five, the tasting. Uh-huh. And a couple years, by about four o'clock, 4.30, it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> break. Uh, kind of lay down on a blanket for a while and look at the sky. Uh, this year, powered all the way through. Uh, but, you know, all the big, the big names were there. Beachwood was there. Um, they, they're there every year, aren't they? Yeah. They, they, this, this festival is really good about getting uh, a lot of the California ones. Obviously not all of them because there's more breweries in California than there were at the whole festival. But, um, yeah, it, 
they had a big draw from, and if, I think they bump up the number of tickets that they sell every year too. It seemed like there were ten thousand people there. Wow! It was a big, big crowd, and, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we had some. Had some of our buddies there. Got to see J. Bro. Weekend. <laughs> His birthday is this week. Wasn't yeah, J. Bro turned some undisclosed number of years. Um, <laughs> Sunday or Monday, I don't know. One of those days. So. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Do they have it up there near the lodge and all that kind of stuff? Uh, no. It's it's close to the the village, which is that new little development. Um, right fun. off Main. Right when you come into town. Uh, and you get to, I think it's Minaret, whichever road goes up to the ski resort, at the corner of the road coming into town and that street, there's, uh, the brewery is right there on the corner in what used to be the Whiskey Creek restaurant, I think, and then the, the park, Sam's Woodside, the park where they do the festival is just down, down the hill from there, so... Also, right across the street from the condos that we've been staying at for the last few years. So there you have it, man. It makes it handy. You don't have to drive. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and you can really be serious about your tasting. Yes. No holding back. Makes for a not-so-fun drive home on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we broke it up okay, though. We stopped in Bishop on the way back, went to the Mahogany Smoked Meats store there, got a whole bunch of different kinds of jerky and some... Is that last year on the way home? Didn't you pick up the ostrich egg? No, that was, was that on some the way a different home trip. Parents' house. Oh, okay. That's, over in, that's in like Buellton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over that way. I we'll remember that. Past this weekend, because we're going to Pismo this weekend. But, uh, but yeah, we stopped at this smoked meat place and got a bunch of jerky and uh, pastrami and turkey and some salami and uh, some bacon and stuff, and then stopped at the Shots Bakery there in Bishop as well, so that the girls could get their bread and all that crap. <laughs> Cookies and stuff. That place was a nightmare, though, man. It is not built for the number of people that go in and out of there. It, I mean, there had to be 200 people in there. And, I mean, you're elbow to elbow with people the whole time. Man. Oh, I hate got, that. It's got crazy. shelves, like rows of shelves in there, so you've got little tiny aisles between these 10-foot-tall shelves, and there's just people everywhere. I mean, if one person knocks over one of those shelves, 20 people would be <laughs> Complete and total fire hazard, like just a disaster area. But the bread was good. I mean, for bread. So and then we stopped in Ridgecrest on the way back because uh, Boobs lives out in Ridgecrest, so we got to see him and his child, and his very pregnant wife. Uh, which that was, you know, if not for the fact that it was in Ridgecrest, it would have been a little bit nicer. But. Uh, at least it stopped. Gave us a break halfway the drive. So, yeah, man, it's a cool weekend. Sounds good. Sounds good. Maybe it's the. Uh, this sounds horrible on, on my on the headset here. I can't figure out what the problem might be with uh, the volume here, man. Let's take a quick break. I'm gonna try to figure this while we're on the break. This is Ultra Billy's called "Can't Look Up." You listen to Swoops Roll on Talk Story Radio Network. Back after this. Way up yonder is a special place made for you and me.
take a quick. Yeah, that was it. on the line. Welcome to Our World Today. What's your question? Our continents make up 29% of the Earth's surface, meaning that 71% is comprised of water. Man automatically adapts to environmental conditions. So why do I need to take swimming lessons? Are you ready for kids who eat healthy? Good nutrition can lead to great things. To find out how a healthy lifestyle can help your child succeed, go to mypyramid.gov. Brought to you by the Ad Council and USDA. For a little ride. Now you can share the topics that drive the discussions of your favorite talk shows with TalkStream Live's topic-driven talk radio. We gotta talk. Let's take a drive. List and promote real-time talk radio topics or post the topics that you want to hear. Hot topics are tweeted and retweeted and include simple click-to-listen audio links. The future of talk radio is topic-driven talk radio. Well, that's what I call real drive. Available now at TalkStreamLive.com. Talk Story Radio. Hi, this is Kelly Z. We're Casey Regan. We're from Music You Can See and AmeriBlues.com, and Kelly's Live. We are swooping it at Swoops World. And welcome back to Swoops World on the Talk Story Radio Network. 
Problem solved. You're right. That was, that was a good call. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so on the way over here, I hear uh, Donald Sterling uh, filed for divorce. He's uh, just a few few days or a week or two, week and a half shy of his 60th uh, wedding anniversary, and he's, uh, he says, ah, "I'm done." 60 years. That's mm-hmm. yeah. What do you think, man? Well, as we were saying uh, there in the break there, uh, you know, we, we saw what sort of dirt and interesting tidbits that came out with the, the McCourts and that very public uh, uh, divorce. And they were only married, I think, like 25 years or something like that. <laughs> These guys have been married 60 years. There's going to be a whole lot more uh, interesting things that could come out of that. Uh, there might be a few more. Clipper skeletons there, or uh, who knows? Because, you know, that guy's... I don't think he cares. He doesn't, obviously. He's he's like, let's go. Let's do this and spend everything I got left before I die. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then the other interesting thing I heard was uh, uh, Gloria Allred won a a thing in court where uh, they ruled that Joe Cosby has to give her a deposition, and it's scheduled for October. Hmm. For one of the one of the uh, one of her clients, so what do you think the chances are that he's dead before that? Fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 50, he's never going to work again. You, know, you hear about some of these people, and as soon as they can't work anymore, it's just like, eh, uh, toes up. <laughs> How old is he? He's in his eighties, right? Uh, yeah, seventy. I think he's like seventy-nine, right? I don't know. Let's let's look it up. I think you're right, though. He's about eighty, if not into his eighties. You know, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he just croaks before then. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I think he's stubborn enough to do the, do the deposition, actually. He is 78. Really? Yeah. He looks like hell. Well, yeah, especially over the last year. <laughs> <laughs> that has aged him considerably. Yes, indeed. Oh, so, uh, yeah, he, uh, he needs to take a few uh, lewds and mellow out. <laughs> <laughs> Now we know who to blame for the fact that there's no quailings. <laughs> he didn't buy it up the market. Huh? <laughs> yeah, so uh, he's uh, yeah he's he's gonna have to he's gonna have to give another deposition. Talk about the jello pudding. You know, I hear if you crush it up in the pudding, it works pretty well. <laughs> who who knew? <laughs> Bill, 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 Bill knew. <laughs> Spinoff show called Dates Don't Say the Darnest Things because they're asleep. So Saturday night, uh, Ronda Rousey had this fight. She never got, she didn't go past the first round. And then, of course, you know, the next day, all the memes pop up. Uh-huh. And uh, one meme showed Ronda Rousey and Bill Cosby, and it says Ronda Rousey knocking out more women than Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> So that was a good, uh, you know, a good thirty-four seconds. Yeah, I heard some. I heard some. I was listening to some talk sports today, and one of the guys was saying, "What would you pay for? Would you pay for? Uh, would you be more inclined to pay for a Ronda Rousey fight uh, over the uh, over a Floyd Mayweather fight?" And I'm thinking, well, if you're going to pay for it, you're going to pay the hundred bucks. Well, you know, Mayweather's going to go the distance. But how many punches is he going to throw in that time? About the same amount she'll, about the same amount yeah. she'll throw in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, see, I, 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 I've watched a fight, a pay per view fight that I didn't pay for that lasted. It was at the, that was at the yeah. uh, Tyson fight, seventeen seconds yeah. or something like and that. It, and it was like you got, the guy had everybody over the house. He's got all the food, all this kind of stuff. Boom, knockout. 
Thanks a lot, man. Have a good one. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> oh, the rock is not ready? Okay, <laughs> see you the next one. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to pay for any of those fights, uh, pay-per-view fights. Uh, yeah, I mean, you gotta you got to really enjoy the undercard part if, you, if you're going to reasonably right. justify paying 100 yeah. bucks for one of these fights. Exactly. You know, you got to have people over early. To watch shitty fights, and you know the people that you re- the people that you would get to come over for one of these kind of parties. Mm-hmm. A lot of them probably don't watch the fights no. enough to care about the undercard part. So, but that's the only that's really the only way you're gonna get your money worth out of yeah. any, any of these pro fights these days. Yeah, I mean, and I don't, I don't watch UFC anyway, especially the women's variety. But uh, yeah, you gotta it's gotta be tough to promote her fights at this point because I mean. She's never had a fight go out of the first round. <laughs> she just, she just, she demolishes people in the front yeah. first round. And you know what? I tell you, um, I do watch a lot of UFC, and I, I tell you, a lot of the women fights are better than some, some, um, quite a few of the men fights. Um, you know, a lot of men. You know, the thing about a lot of the women's fights is it seems like the ones that I've seen, they end up throwing a lot of punches. A lot of them don't have the good ground and pound skills. Um, a lot of them, uh, like you know, and it's, a lot of it has to do with matchups. Um, you see a lot of kicks, a lot of judo type things, and then you know when they get down, when they get down and uh, on the ground, there's usually a big difference I see in the, in the uh, abilities of the fights that I've seen as far as one of them is far superior on the ground than the other one. Uh, a lot of the guys, you know, come in with you know wrestling skills and whatnot, and so being on the ground gets to be a lot of a lot of holds, a lot of non uh, I don't know what you call it. Not, a, not, not, you know, not a, just nothing really happened in that time. Static, but, yeah. yeah, because you know, guys are just trying to get that advantage, get it, get the advantage on a hold or, or, or something, and you know, try to get a bar arm or, or, or something like that. But, um, you know, I, I, I just find a lot of the, the women's fights that I've seen recently have been really, really exciting, and you know, some of the guys' fights have been really good, but some of the ones I've seen have just been, yeah, you know. Here's two more dudes beating the shit out of each other. Well, trying to. Yeah. And then just hugging them all. Hugging them very compromising. <laughs> but yeah, I watch, I get, and I watch UFC Unleashed, you know, a lot too. That comes on during the day or in the afternoon or whatever. So, you know, it's, 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 it's exciting. I, I still enjoy it, but um, I tell you, I've seen Rousey's last three fights. She's just brutalized people, man. Well, and I, I and just not one to piss off either. No, <laughs> I have a friend of mine is a fight fan. Of one of the friends who we drove up to, up and back to Mammoth with, and she was giving me some of the backstory on this fight, <laughs> which I was completely oblivious to prior to the drive home on Sunday, telling me about how this Beth, uh, what was her Beth, Beth Correa or whatever, was talking some shit on the Twitter about Ronda Rousey's dad. Well, Ronda Rousey's dad apparently committed suicide when she was a kid, and I think uh, Beth said something like, uh, "You know, after she loses, after she finally loses, maybe she'll hopefully commit suicide, she doesn't kill herself, yeah, like her dad." Yeah, something along those lines. Damn, like, you know, I'm just, all for stirring up a little bit of shit in the interest of promoting a fight, but that is a wee bit personal. He's just asking for and, trouble. Yeah, then. Well, yeah, clearly backfired on her. She, you know, it seems to me, it, you know, she's. When it comes to stuff like that, she reminds me of Tyson. When Tyson would get really pissed off about something, oh, you know, then the 
first round, <laughs> you're going to die. <laughs> you just brutalize people, and she's the same way. And, and you know, she gives really good interviews, too. I mean, she gives really, really, really good interviews afterwards and before. And, you know, she beat up Turtle. <laughs> he didn't deserve it. <laughs> he was trying to be a nice guy, trying to get a date. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, he uh, got further than he probably should have expected. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you went on a date with her. It wasn't going to end that way. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, that, that was that was. Uh, I watched it the next morning on on the interwebs on YouTube. You know, and I didn't have to see all the pre-fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have to invest a lot of time. I invested less than uh, see about forty-five seconds to find it. And I, watched, and I watched it twice. <laughs> yeah. Talking about less than two minutes. Yeah, less than two minutes. <laughs> I just I just watched the claymation version. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Whoever does those is great. That's fantastic. That's all good. I yeah. Can get that. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. So you don't you don't you don't you, you said that before you don't. You yeah, don't I don't, like I don't really watch the fights much, boxing or UFC. You know, I watch the big ones. You know, I watched. Mayweather, Pacquiao, you know, those transcendent ones that just attract enough attention that it's like, someone's throwing a party, I'll go get some free food. Yeah. Oh, you're making ribs, huh? <laughs> I'll be there, and I'll watch the shitty yeah. other card fights. You're, too. you're like, cancel Uncle Bob's. <laughs> We're going to the guys out in the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's never, been, it's never been a big draw for me. I mean, I'm, I'm all for a little bit of barbarism and violence, you know, I think it's, it's a healthy outlet for some people, but you see the number of these dudes that just bash their brains beyond repair at like the age of 19, it's just, ah. It's a sweet science, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like grape nuts, man. It's neither sweet nor <laughs> But I can understand how people are drawn to it, it's just never been my gig. So, like I said, I'm down for the party. There's a big party. I'm, I'll be there. I watched uh, the other thing this weekend. I watched uh, American Feral just blow away another oh, yeah. another eight, ten horses on the track. That was uh, this horse is so, is so amazing. Uh, I'm surprised he's still running. He he's earning all of that stud time. Yeah, he's, <laughs> but uh, you know, this horse is going to drop so much seeds. This race was <laughs> in, in New Jersey. Yeah. And uh, it took off and just kind of held held in the front, you know, the top three, three quarters of the race. And then all of a sudden it's just like, all right, let's take it home. <laughs> it, just, it just pulls, I mean, just effortlessly pulls away from the pack. Just amazingly pulls away from the pack. And it, was, it, was, it was awesome. And, it, and I had gone to the races the day before, so I, I watched that one, you know, the next day. Um, I, I had a 30 to 1 shot. Del Mar, just because, because <laughs> I always bet. I, 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 you know, I don't go that often. I, the long I, shots. I, I, I've gone, you know, it's been like five or six years since I last went. So I, I threw a, you know, to a cross on this little bitty little Emma, little Emma, <laughs> and uh, she came around and she pretty much led the whole race and. Thirty to one, and I was like going nuts. <laughs> that was the second race. The rest of the day, I was playing a Del Mar money. 
love it. Yeah, they got it all back, but hell. <laughs> I was there to see right. Ziggy Barley, so. <laughs> ah, yes. That looked like a good time. That was a great time. That was a great time. And then, uh, like I was saying before you got here, the opening band is from San Diego, and they were called the Devastators, and they were awesome, too. And uh, it was just, it was a blast. It was a blast. Apparently, he plays there every year, or at least he played there last year and this year for the yeah. uh, Reggae Fest. And uh, it was packed. It was packed, but it was good. It was fun. It was hot. The problem was going down Saturday morning, which was a disaster. It's a good two hours to get to Del Mar. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It's usually worse to drive down this time of the year on a Saturday than it would be, say, Monday morning. Yeah, uh, <laughs> all these people trying to flee our beautiful, paved environment. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was like, I, you know, if it hadn't been for that concert, I would have turned, I was, I would turn around. By the time you get to Oceanside, you're just like, oh, oh my God. You're just, I'm just screaming. That was awesome. That's the one cool thing about taking the train down there. Taking the train back has been a pain in the ass just about every time. Yeah, almost. Almost always is. I, I almost train on the way down. I almost by pulled everybody. off. I've stopped at Oceanside and got on the coaster before. See, I, I, yeah. I, I, I was, I stopped. I stopped in uh, Capistrano. Oh, and I was going to catch the train there, and, I, and, I, and the train was an hour away before it was gone. And the maps, Google Maps, said it would take me an hour to get to Del Mar if I got back on the freeway. So I was like, oh, if I got to wait an hour, and if it was twenty minutes away. <laughs> By the time that train gets to Capistrano, it is pretty full. Too. Yeah, so, yeah I've, I've and the line on in the bar car is like twenty people deep. I've jumped on there. I jumped on there a few times. A few times I have jumped on there. But that being said, that was during the week too. Those, yeah. those are weekdays. Yeah, because yeah, we went opening weekend, but we went on Saturday because it opened on Thursday, I think. And that weekend, it was raining, and the train still was pretty much full by Irvine. Mm. I mean, it was crazy. It's just like, and, you know, these broads that have got the big the hats. hats on. <laughs> you know, opening day was a couple days ago, but that's cool. You're in the spirit. You were there, you were there when Caitlin was there, huh? Was she? Yeah. Did she have a big crazy hat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they cover her head? Yeah. China shadow. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, no that was, I don't think that was opening week. It was, it was after the SB. Did they have the TV? It was after the SB Awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course they did. TVG, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were there. They were there. Uh, it's good. I saw Gary Stevens. and uh, I, I, Gary Stevens has been riding for like 30 years now. I remember when I used to go to the races back in the mid 80s, he was riding. And, uh, so, yeah, it was fun. A few protesters out front. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was all good. It was all good. Were the protesting the horses or the reggae? <laughs> it, it is Del Mar. You got a point. Uh, it might be one thing that would drag those people out to protest. Yeah, yeah, it was the horses. They come over for ranchers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you dirty hippies. A lot of them were there. And I think they were there. You know, they, you know, they, it was one of those, uh, you know, we won't tell, you know, <laughs> Thaddeus that we went down to see the reggae boy. <laughs> But I hear he's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the Swoops Road of the Talk Show Radio Network. Take a quick break. This is last week's guest, Kelly Skater. And we're back after... Oh, let me tell you the title of this one. This is Take Me Away. Back after this. 
to you on the highway. I sit in front of you on the bus. I'm one out of every six Americans, and I'm struggling with hunger. This isn't an uncontrollable epidemic. There's enough food in this country to feed every hungry person. Please, 
Visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for those around you, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. My name is Tom Thornton. And my name is Cindy Thornton. We're retired, and this is how we live United. We decided to volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic. United Way is how we contribute. Because we know our time and money are going to the right places. Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement, too. We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our community free health clinic. We don't just wear the shirt. We live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Hi, we're the Enablers, enablers, and you're you're listening listening to Swoop Swirl. And welcome back to Super Brother Talk Show Radio Network. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, we all have our, uh, you know, there's a line we so much just don't run won't cross. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are about uh, just about ten minutes shy of Brewski's beer tasting. We got some uh, good beer we'll be tasting tonight, and uh, you know, you uh, was at the at the uh, beer fest in Mammoth. And uh, did you? I mean, you, you know, you said you you, you know. The note taken and whatever, but I mean, did you? Were there some really, really good beers there? Yeah. Um, yeah, there was. There was a lot of good stuff, man. Um, I mean, we're, we're just peppered up and down the state of California with great breweries now. You know, I mean, San Diego had a big presence there. Um, the LA ones that we're starting to see more of were there. You know, like El Segundo was there. Uh, Smog City mm-hmm. was there. Golden Road. Um, it the tough thing with a, a beer festival like this because there are so many, and just about everybody had at least one IPA that they were pouring. I mean, your tongue is like just beat after an hour. <laughs> At the beginning, everyone's like running from line to line, like, oh, let's try this one, let's try this one, go, go, go. And then everyone kind of gets a little loose and they settle down. Uh, but that first hour, I mean, you get drunk in like the first 45 minutes. Yeah. So from there, everything tasted a lot better. Sure. But oh, and it's hard once you start drinking the IPAs. Yeah. That's weird. Really to is. try anything else at that point. Yeah. Then it's, yeah. Is it a multiple day festival? Uh, it's all, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but the beer part is actually only on Saturday. Okay. So, I mean, there's concerts all weekend long. Um, but the, the beer tasting part is only, I think on Friday they have like, uh, they have a, like a, an informal tasting for the brewers, for everyone that's up there with the brewers. They right. go around and taste uh, but that's you know not open to public. So, was there anything that really, was really 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 funky? Any weird pepper? Uh, spicy there were quite chili? a few that had different pepper infusions, different chili peppers and stuff. Uh, I'm trying to think of which brewery it was. A, it was a California one had a screwy one. It didn't do it for me. <laughs> I, the, the things that stuck out to me at the festival were the fact that people were more were 
were so willing to stand in long ass lines for some of these breweries. Like, yeah. Russian River had like a fifty person line all day, um, and some of the pl- some of the breweries have gotten smarter about it to manage the lines and to make people you know at least not stand in line all day for you know, just so they can get a little tiny sip of plain or whatever. They do like rolling release rolling taps throughout the day, so they're like at two thirty, come back, and we're gonna we're gonna be pouring this one and that one, but I did not take a very a very uh, keen aficionado mentality with me this time. I was just like, let's get here. <laughs> we got up there at like 1.30 on Saturday morning because we like had, to wait, had to work Friday, so it's just like six hours of driving, sleep for a few hours, wake up and get here. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <clears throat> the uh, what what, what you, you said the music festivals uh, it goes on and they're like like they name bands or are they local local uh, uh, gigs or it's entirely possible that some of them are popular bands but they're in the blues genre so this kind of a blues fest technically yeah. oh, okay and yeah. I'm you know, woefully ignorant of so <laughs> 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 the blues fests are pretty darn guys you, you know, know there was some cool stuff Haney, yeah. you could hear some cool stuff in the background but it was nothing where I was gonna like run up and start shouting the words or you know I was like, hey this is cool but <laughs> but I got beer to drink <laughs> at one point our friend Adrie goes when's the music gonna start and I looked at her and Ashley was like it's literally been playing since before we got here. <laughs> you hear that? It's like a real woodsy joint. So yeah. there's a little amphitheater with a stage, and people set up blankets and chairs. But then you just go up into these trees, and that's where all the beer booths are. Yeah. And so as soon as you get up into the trees, you kind of forget about all the shit going on down below. And you can just kind of hear the music over the din of the crowd. But as the day wears on and people get you know, a little saucier, Mm-hmm. They get mouthier and everything else, and really, until you like try to find the food booths and remember that there's music playing over there, it's kind of funny, man. It's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. I used to go to Doheny's Blues Fest quite a bit, and uh, back then there wasn't a whole lot of craft beer stuff going on. I mean, what they had in the, in the beer garden area was the equivalent of like you know shock top, which I don't think was out there, but that kind of something, that kind of something, something along those lines, yeah. But the music was the always pre-game great. domestic, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the music was always great, and you should have a good time. I saw some really outstanding and some well-known bands too. I saw some outstanding bands that I never heard of, and tons of well-known people that would play there too. So it was always always a lot of fun. And so I like those I like those festivals for you know they're always fun. There's like you said, there's a point you know it's like. After you've been out in the sun watching music all day long and, and you start to get drained and then about the time you just really want to just chill, it's time to pack up everything and, and then schlep out to your car and mm-hmm. sit in traffic for hours on end. And it kind of takes the fun out of that part. Yeah. You know? And you, you can't hang around a lot of them anymore because they start shooing people away. Yeah, this one this one is cool in the sense that one we don't we don't well, like we drive up the night before. And then we just walk down from where we stay. Yeah. People, though, the line starts forming at like 8 o'clock in the morning, maybe earlier. And they don't open the gates till 1130. Mm-hmm. Some of these people are like camping out there all morning. It's like, even if you get in right at 1130, they don't start pouring beer until 12. <laughs> so we walk down there at like 1145. Yeah. 
and the line started moving as soon as we got to the line. It started moving, and we were in at 11.50. Like, we were in, and we walk up to a booth, and they're like, we're not pouring for 10 more minutes. Like, what are all these idiots waiting in line? <laughs> <laughs> you realize when you said that, you had just become one of those idiots, too. No, I mean the line outside. Having done it both ways now, I will never wait in that line outside again. Oh, that's... Talking the beer stuff. Oh, the, yeah, the beer. Okay, I'm just trying to just <laughs> Peter, uh, you uh, got the. Uh, oh, we're still a few minutes. A few minutes out. I was thinking about if you read the labels and stuff yet, but still a little early on that. We got um, Anthony Davis will be calling in in about twenty minutes. And we'll be talking to him. He's got plenty to talk about. Uh, just a little quick heads up. I, I will be guest hosting on Xander Gibbs' show Saturday on Xandermonium. Xandermonium. Uh, <laughs> Blog Talk Radio, Xandermonium. That'll be uh, 1 o'clock Pacific time, 4 o'clock Eastern time. And I have no idea what we're going to be chatting about yet, but I'm co-hosting. I'm the guest star. I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to have some fun with Xander. Uh, I've done it before. I did it about a year ago, or maybe not that long ago. I know I was, I was uh, out of town when I did it because I did it from my parents' house. But uh, it's always good. It's a fun time on, on this show, so I'm looking forward to doing that. Uh, so once again, that'll be on Xandermonium, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, August 8th, which is this Saturday on blogtalkradio.com. We'll take a quick break, come back and do some brewskis beer tasting. You're listening to Swoops World on Talk Story Radio Network, and this is 20 Eyes, Mrs. Wright.
with me. Faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hello, this is Normandy Wilson, and you're listening to Snoop's World. It's time for Brewskies, our beer tasting segment right here at Swoops World Late Night, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. So grab yourself a glass, pour yourself a brew, and join us right now for Brewskies, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. Well, happy Wednesday. It's a little warm here in Studio A, uh, so... We might be drinking a little more beer than usual. Uh, so, you know, we might be incoherent rather soon. Uh, but tonight's beer, I'm liking everything about this so far. <laughs> haven't tasted it, but I'm liking everything about it. Kern River Brewing Company, which is one we're all familiar with. Uh, and this is their limited release, Dirty Hippie Imperial Red Ale. The 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 labels actually got tie dye on it. That's how you know it's legitimately a dirty hippie beer. Uh, and here's what they have to say about their own beer. Uh, on a recent trip to, to visit another brewery in Northern California, the merit of Summit Hops came up. Earthy, pungent, and high in alpha acids. They were best summed up by a brewer who exclaimed, "I love those hops. They smell just like a dirty hippie." <laughs> we brewed this Imperial Red Ale as a tribute to Summit Hops and packed in just enough crystal malt to balance out the 92 IBUs so it won't be harsh. It won't harsh your mellow. Don't bogart this one. Dirty Hippie is best enjoyed fresh. Pass it around and share the experience. So uh, Kern River Brewing Company, uh, Dirty Hippie Imperial Red ale is what we're tasting tonight. So, um, like I said, so far this is without having tasted. This is already looking like a great beer. So, salute. Salute. Oh yeah, it does smell like a dirty hippie. It definitely does. 
Peter, I think you are due up first this week. Well, that's just fantabulous. <laughs> I am liking that. I'm going for that, that second taste here. Yeah, it's, that's a fine brew. I will tell you that uh, for those of you out there who uh, maybe didn't have hippie parents or weren't ever engrossed or in, at all interested in the hippie culture, this might be uh, smell-wise. That might burn your eyes a little bit. But uh, that brings back some old uh, memories. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm liking this. I'm liking it. I actually think this beer is too cold for what it is. I think this needs to be a little, not warm, but just not as cold as it is. Uh, I think these flavors that we're enjoying will be even more uh, spectacular. I'm liking this. If you like those red ales, those big hoppy red ales, this is, uh, this is one for you. Um, as we, T-Bone and I both know, Peter is a huge fan of the Red Ales, uh, more so than I normally am. I'm going to disagree with you on the, on the, on the temperature-wise. I, I, I almost feel it's, it's not cold enough to me, uh, <laughs> but maybe because I'm just freaking hot today. Um, but it is a really good beer. It's, it's a great-tasting beer. It's well-made beer, and, and it's, it's got that good pungent smell about it. Um, and, and like I said, I'm not usually a, a big red ale guy. I, I like them you know, occasionally. But this is probably one of the best red ales I've ever had. So uh, I dig this a lot. And, and, and it starts, you know, it starts with the label, uh, the naming, everything uh, about this. And I don't think I mentioned it's 8.5% alcohol. So that definitely, that definitely puts it in the <laughs> imperial category for sure. <laughs> Two of them. Oh, man. It's... This is a great beer, man. It's, I mean, I know I'm drinking a little bit of my own urine right now. Because <laughs> I, I, I love this brewery, and I've never had this one before now. And everything about it just makes my heart smile. Um, I go up to this river every year with a bunch of actual dirty hippies. Didn't you, uh, didn't you get there, man? Didn't you, uh... Uh, yeah, I got, I got engaged at yeah. the Kern River uh, uh, almost a year ago, so... That's a, it's just awesome. And this beer is, they do some good work there, man. Especially considering how little water they've probably had to work with uh, this <laughs> season. So, it, uh, it, it stands up well. Uh, some, some red ales can be a little thin. Yeah. A little bit limp. And it's not the case here so much. So, and, you know, that's why they get to throw that imperial tag on there. Uh, no, I, I dig it, man. And I had a shirt that looked just like that, actually. <laughs> right? <laughs> Who didn't? <laughs> True. <laughs> Peter, scale of one to ten, ten being best. Ah, uh, this is uh, I'm, uh, I think I'm, I'm almost a nine, but I don't think I'm quite there. I'm gonna go with an eight and a half. Uh, for me, uh, like I said about me and, and, and red ales and what I don't really like and don't like about them, uh, like I said, this is the, probably the best one I've ever had, and I, I'm a solid nine on this. You could make your math easy. I know. <laughs> my thing is that the number that I was already gravitating towards is the one that makes my math easiest. Uh, so I'm going to go with an eight here um, because I I do think that you know probably if I were going to grade it based on its style, I'd probably give it more like a nine. But uh, just overall, in my my pantheon of 
libations. Gets an eight for me. Well, <clears throat> I guess it was solid eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. Mm-hmm. Ooh, look at that. Math I can even keep up with. Um, it's interesting that you said what you said because it, I think we each, each week we all go a, a different route with certain things. I think um, Peter most, Peter almost always scores based on category. The taste, right. I mean, based on taste, but you always go, well, in this category, it's going to get this. Right, right. Um, I do that on occasion. <laughs> and I don't know if you, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm dangerous. Freewheeling over there. He is, man. I can't believe they still let me vote. <laughs> <laughs> what are we eating with this, Peter? Um, this is uh, this is gonna be a little tricky with these skunky type flavors. Um, you know. Your first thought would be like meats and all that, but this is um, your first thought would be munchies. Yeah, munchies. <laughs> um, I don't know. This is we talk about sometimes. There's beers that are more standalone. A lot of times we say that because they you could just drink them all day, and I don't think this is one of those. This has got enough oomph that I don't know that. Um, this would be you're gonna have to get tricky with this one. You're gonna have to. I don't know. I, I would have really have to kind of experiment and try this one out. Um, it's going to wash out any of the lighter flavors that you would probably associate with, like, solids and first courses. So I don't know that it quite goes with the meats either, though, because it just doesn't quite pair that way. Um, it's, just a, it's, a, it's just a beer. It's just a drinking beer. It almost is. Yeah, I'm sure there's something. I mean, some salted nuts and some, uh, some stale popcorn. and a, yeah. Can't go with a pickled egg here. No, no. <laughs> but I was thinking my the, the thing I kind of came up with was some sort of cheeses, you know, like uh, um, which in this weather, like who wants to eat cheese? This shit will melt before you get it to your mouth. But you know, when it gets cooler, uh, think maybe you know, uh, like a, a creamy Saint Andre with some sort of gourmet cracker. You know, that, that this probably would pair up okay with that. The nut thing isn't a bad idea. Uh, especially if you're doing like almonds or candied walnuts, spicy pecan type of thing, something like that. You work. used to when we used to do uh, first Fridays, and uh, you used to do this mix with nuts and spicy dried fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you got you, know, you picked it up at Trader Joe's, but you kind of came up with your own mix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that you paired. And I think that 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 I used to really love, and I think that would go great with this. That could work too. Uh, so it, was, it had that little spiciness. Uh, yeah, and again, thinking like going along the lines you were just saying, uh, like dried apricots. You know, like I know that sounds weird, but that this would probably go with something like something with kind of sharp. I don't know. It, it, it's an oddity. Uh, I'm sure there's something out there that's just perfect for. Um, I'm just because it, it is just an odd enough flavor, just different enough that it just doesn't quite go with any old thing. Nice. Let's see if we can find the. Uh, everything's popping up. Where's pop ups? I need my computer back. <laughs> <laughs> We have another edition of Brewski, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. That's Brewski, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. Go there, join the Green Mother Club, send you a box of beer each month from four different breweries, small beers. That means you get three apiece, and you'll help out the show with a few shekels there. So check them out. Audible.com, man. 
AudibleTrial.com. Audible is, uh, for those of you not familiar with it yet, it's uh, it's an Amazon company, right? And uh, they've got 250,000 titles. You download the titles, you get to listen to great books uh, with lots of great uh, readers, and in some cases, like, uh, I think I mentioned last week, Colin Firth has done a number of books, uh, Will Wheaton, the for you, no, Trek, for you Trekkies out there. Um, anyhow, lots of great talent, reading lots of great titles, 250,000 titles. Uh, and um, if you go to audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld, um, your first download is free. So if you do that, make sure you pick a really long book. Uh, get your money's worth. And if you go that route and sign up, uh, swoopsworld will earn a few pennies. So help the show out. Uh, listen to it in the in the car as you're working out, as I did uh, as you're painting the house. Whenever you you know you just don't want to listen to music, but you need to listen to something. There you go, DraftKings man. So if you are chomping at the bit to get started on fantasy football this season, uh, save a little bit of room in your repertoire for some DraftKings. Yeah, you can still do your your bullshit eight team league with all your lame friends, where you fight over who's got to bring chips to the party for the Super Bowl. But you can get yourself in on DraftKings, and you can start a new team every week, all season long, and you can even win some real, actual money while you're at it. Real money. Real money. So if you go to swoopsworld.com/slash/draftkings. And you sign up from there, you will get a free entry into a big money giveaway. You have to have some talent, though. So bring your A-game, biatches. <laughs> DraftKings. Oh, for all your fitness needs, go see our good friend Jack Nunn over at Rowworks Fitness. Indoor rowing, personal training, and much, much more. He's located at 5750 Boathouse Lane here in the city of Long Beach. www.rowworks, R-O-W-O-R-X. Dot com. Give him a call, 562-688-1716. Let them know the Swoops Girl sent you. And your first visit is free. We are about uh, 10 minutes away, 10 minutes shy of Anthony Davis. We calling him, talking to him about some sports things here in a little bit. Right now, this is Mind the Gap, and this is called Summertime. Back after this.
too tight Summertime Can't get shit out of my mind A full moon night A thousand stars in the sky So why am I feeling so lonely at night My heart is Feeling down, can't get my feet off the ground. Summer of love, nowhere to be found. It's true, I need you more than ever. My name is Joe Thompson. I'm 29, and thanks to my college degree, I'm a systems analyst. And the college me would tell you. I wouldn't be here without Big Brothers Big Sisters. My big brother believed in me, and to a 7-year-old... That means a lot. My big brother's name is Phil, and Phil is the reason that this 7-year-old grows up to be a systems analyst. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brothers Big Sisters help a child. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Hey, over here, behind the fence. Huh? You? The bike? Yeah, the bike. Here in the grass where the kids left me a while ago. Could you get the dust off my seat and remind the kids how fun I still am? Okay. Oh, you are dusty. I may need my spokes tightened, too. Let's go. As Native American parents and caregivers, our encouragement to healthy lifestyles for our kids is helping them get outside and play. Get ideas. Get involved. Get going at letsmove.gov slash Indian Country. Brought to you by USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Talk Story Radio. Hello, this is Steve Delamater, and hello to all you out there on the interwebs. Keep it right here on Swoops World. What's shaking, baby? Talk Star Radio Network. And, uh, we're going to give our good friend Anthony Davis a call here. 
Once I figure this out, uh, I'm not using my computer today, so, uh, you know, things are a little... Off uh, kilter. Yeah, just feel like a little off, man. Let's get his, uh, let's get his thing going here. show our friend and colleague, our five-time national champion, college football Hall of Famer, two-time All-American, uh, great out of USC and the NFL and the World Football League, as well as the CFL, Anthony Davis. How you doing, brother? Woke up this morning. Hey, man, above ground again. There you go. That's a good thing. <laughs> hey, man, it's, uh, I, I, I was telling the guys, I, I went over to the Reagan Library uh, yesterday and, uh, Checked out that football exhibit there and uh, saw some some great things there that uh, have your name and signatures and things on it. And I uh, saw your your uh, induction into the uh, College Football Hall of Fame, among, amongst other things. Uh, well done. Well done, man. Yeah, I understand there's a, good, there's a good setup over there, and they have a nice book out on it, and uh, they have a national commercial running on it and really promoting it. And I understand there's a lot of crowds that's been coming in, which is really good. And, you know, you know, Reagans, uh, another thing, a little footnote people don't know about me and the Reagans, uh, I was honored to receive two Stetson hats that were specially designed for uh, President Reagan and his wife, Nancy, which I have, I'm the proud owner of right now. And I've had the hats for 20-something years, so I'd like to thank the Reagan family for doing that for me. Wow, very nice, very nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's a cool exhibit and uh, and a really really a great library. I didn't get to take it all in. I'm gonna have to go back and and, and check out the rest of it. But uh, um, the uh, the football aspect of that uh, that exhibit is just uh, amazing and really really cool. We're gonna jump into sports with you right away, man, and and, and get your thoughts on some things. Uh, I, I heard I heard a couple things about some guys who've been in trouble recently. I uh, heard a thing today where Adrian Peterson, the judge, released him from his probation. Uh, I think you know he, he, they had a they, they had a little plea deal. He got probation. He had some things he had to take care of. He took care of it, and uh, he's off probation, and he's ready to get back in the ready to get back into football. Um, and the other one was uh, Ray Rice. Ray Rice has uh, done all the things he was supposed to do, and see, he's uh, continuing to be a spokesperson out there, and and, and you know uh, you know against domestic violence. Um, and he's, he's he's trying to find he's trying to find a team to play with. And it looks like nobody wants to touch him. And that, you know, it's the interesting thing about about the Ray Rice thing. I want to get your opinion on that too. But uh, um, we were talking. I was listening to Chris Carter speak on this, and, and I kind of have to agree with him in some in some sense. You know, people uh, you know they go and they, and they get in trouble for things. They do their time. They do their their, pen, their whatever they're supposed to do. Uh, and uh, and then you know, you know they, they, we always talk about trying to find him a job, let him get back to work, doing what they're doing. And he says, you know, if the guy was a plumber, he, you know, and, and nobody would be saying he shouldn't be able to go back and uh, get back in the plumbing field after he's done his time and done what he's supposed to do. Um, 
you know, that being said, uh, he, he, employers have a right to hire and not hire who they who they want to hire. Do you think he's going to make it back in the NFL? Do you think a team's going to take a chance on him? Uh, they said he didn't have any problems before this, and uh, I guess everybody liked him. Said he was a well thought of guy before this incident, and, uh, and there haven't been any any issues or anything since then. Apparently, do you think he has an opportunity to get back in the game? Well, first of all, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't really think so unless something really drastic in the league happens. I mean, I mean, he's a he's a good solid back. I've watched him. He's been he's a three time Pro Bowler. But here's the issue. Here's the issue with the NFL. It, it, a lot of some of it's hypocrisy because you got guys that are beating women. They're getting back in the game. Like Hardy, I mean, he's back in the game. Ray Rice should be back in the game, but you, you just never know. And I understand this one team owner almost close to bringing him in or trying to acquire him. And the name wasn't mentioned publicly. That's because I heard a snippet on ESPN. And once the, the wife got word of it, she pretty much aced and said, no, there's no way you have that putting that guy on the team because of that. But I don't But I don't get it. I don't get it at all. You know, you can you can, you can can beat your kid. You can you, you can hold your, your wife hostage, your girlfriend hostage, and beat her up. And still maintain your money, and that's the first time he's ever done that. And all indications, a lot of a lot of people said that she provoked a lot of it, but even still, you still don't put your hands on it. But the bottom line is, the, the issue with the with the league and football period. There's so many players in that position now. You got guys out there that are fresh that are coming out of college who can play. They're not even in the league. There's not a lot of them on practice squads because because obviously they shifted shifted the way they draft now. They don't even draft running backs in the first round. You know, they only had one going the first round, from my understanding. And uh, there's a lot of abundance of running backs out there today, both in the NFL, Canada, everywhere, that you can come in and, and do what he did. So that's basically what the thought process of, of, of his case is. Now, if he was a, was at the talent of an Adrian Peterson or Marshall Lynch, he's on somebody's roster. But for some reason, some people think that, that a, a, his best years are behind him with the Ravens got a Super Bowl championship for some reason. They just don't think that he is even worth even, even. And I heard reports that the fact that they weren't impressed even with his workouts. But I still think based on his level of play, what he was accused of, what he did, he washed up his act, basically. And they, what, what everybody else in the league has done, based in the same arena, is back in the league, he should be back in the league. Matter of fact, Greg Hardy should get the women. The women all over the country should be protesting him. What he did, Ray Rice didn't do what he did. So, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. He should be in the league. But, but on the other side of it, most people think that that they can they, they can get people out there that are just as good or better. Well, I mean, that, that's my that, that's my thought process on him. Yeah, and, and you know the, the interesting thing is is um, if the league. We talk about balance within the league, and, and I think that's I think that's the thing. Um, you know, they talk about balance. You have guys, you have guys who've done a lot of horrible things that are that are uh, playing. Um, so, you know, some of them have actually uh, you know been, been filed on, have had trials and things like this. Uh, his thing was the, the DA went a different way with him. Uh, he's done whatever uh, anger management classes he, he's supposed to go to. Uh, his wife is, uh, I believe, I think they got married right after that, or, or, or no, yeah, after the after the incident. Um, she's forgiven them. They've worked together. They, they both go out and they speak on on these issues. And uh, like I said, you know, here's the, the one interesting things I, I find in this day and age 
is, uh, and, and I'm not, nobody's justifying what he did. I mean, it's a horrible situation. But one of the things that I find interesting this day and age are there's so many things that people have done, and 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 we have this tendency to say. Um, you did this. You did this thing, uh, and and you, you you're you're condemned for life. Um, you know, if if the guy is supposed to uh, be a, uh, you know contribute to society, uh, raise his family, uh, make a living, and his that's his profession. Um, I think he should have the opportunity to play. Uh, now, once again, it's the owners have their decision. They have to decide. They can decide who they hire, who they fire. I understand that. But I think we take certain we take certain industries and we penalize people for being a part of that industry. Like uh, you know, like I said, like Chris Carter said, if he's a plumber, nobody's going to say he shouldn't be able to go back into plumbing. Uh, if he's bagging groceries, nobody's going to say he can't go back into bagging groceries. I think because he's an athlete, and I think because people uh, you know have an opinion about certain people and certain professions and the kind of money they make. They want to see those people tortured. Uh, you know, I think if the guy has done uh, what he's supposed to do, uh, he's all right. With the, he's, he's good within the law. He's good within his family. He's good within his heart. And, uh, you know, he still has the ability to play. He, he should have that opportunity to play. He has an opportunity to make him, He's got a family to feed, you know. And so, that's true. Yeah. That's true, though. But, he, but, he, but here, he, here's the problem with the NFL. You know, I, I agree with what Chris Carter said somewhat, but, he, but here, here, here's the issue with the NFL, which I tell I talk about the hypocrisy. You have a high-profile industry that you're in, like in entertainment, sports, and stuff. Everybody's watching. You got the women out who, who are against the best of us, and how dare you do that? And see, that's the problem. Being a plumber thing, or the low-key things, yeah, he's right. But when you're dealing with about an industry that deals with well, advertising dollars, trying to draw on women, dealing with trying to project a certain image, that is that that that's what separates it. Even though you're right in what you're saying. But since it's a high-profile industry with millions of dollars at stake, by if you even spit on the wall or spit on the floor, they're going to have an issue because it's so public. It's so highly public. That's what changes everything. But it's then so my, point, my, my, my point about that is if that's the stance you take, then you got to get rid of all those sons of bitches that have been involved in this kind of stuff that are still out there playing and still out there making money. Well, well which, this is my next step, and the next thing I'm going to say to you listen to the audience as well. What they need to have is an NFL, a sports forum on issues that are not going to be tolerated, going to be a zero tolerance. A, domestic violence, you're out of the league. Drugs, you're out of the league. Uh, uh, you're going to be doing something that's going to damage the brand of the insurance, you're out of the league. If they do that and they tell these guys coming in, you'll stop that, you see? There's no reason why you should be slapping women like that unless you're trying to kill you or something. <laughs> or there's no reason for you to be on dope and doing something knowing they're going to drug test you. And you know that. And, the, and especially with all these other players trying to get in the league and guys want to play, shame on you. Okay? You, embarrassing the brand. It's a privilege to get that kind of money. Who gets money like that? If you want to screw those up, you should be put out of the league. No nonsense. I agree with that. Yeah, you're right. All those guys have done on it, they shouldn't even be in the league. 
Right, and, that, and that's the problem. That's the problem that I have with the league is 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 they don't you know they, they they take a stance on something, but they don't really take a stance on something. They no. you know they, they 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 throw their sacrificial lamb to the to, to the wolves. You know if you if you're really going to take a stance, you have guys that have been convicted of, of 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 things you know involving domestic violence. You have guys that have been charged with uh, you know. Horrible crimes. You got guys. You got you have all kinds of things in there. If you're going to take a stance and you want this clean image, you want to keep, then you need to. You need to. You know, come on, clean up the place. But you don't. You don't. You don't take. If you're not. If you're going to take people who've been convicted of things, who've uh, you know had charges thrown on them, and let them play. And kick a guy out who really uh, the DA's office didn't really file any charges on him. They they, they come to grips with what, with what they, their decision was, and he went through the whole entire program that he was supposed to go through. He's done the things he's supposed to do. See, there's a thing you know we talk about, and I think we talked about this here in the show when it came to like uh, I think it was a kid the Hamilton that played for the for the uh, uh, the Angels. Um, Here's a guy. Now this is a little bit different, but here's a guy who fell off the wagon, turned himself in, says, "Hey, listen, I I, I messed up. I, I fell off the wagon. I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have been drinking or doing whatever I was supposed to be doing. I want you to know about this. I've checked myself into the thing, and the team r- trades him. You know, so what what incentive does the next guy have when he you know, he screws up and he goes, well, maybe I'll just run the risk and hope I don't get tested." And uh, you know, kind of trying to you know play that game when you do, when you have people who go and do the right thing behind their mistakes and they get punished, it doesn't teach anybody anything about doing the right thing. And and, and Ray Rice is a little bit different because Ray Rice got caught. He got caught. I mean, that video that video came to light, and then he was caught. But that being said, he's apparently, with my understanding, I don't know much about him, but I know my understanding was he had been a model citizen in the NFL on and off the field prior to that. He's been a model citizen on and off the field. Well, he wasn't been on the field, but off the field since that. He's done all the things he's supposed to do, uh, and and you know he's done his basic time. Um, should he be allowed to go back to work? Well, you know, you, you, you're absolutely right. He should be able to do that. But I'm just telling you again, he's the one that's going to pay the price for some reason. Now, he should be back in the game, but, but there's a lot of variables involved. Is, 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 can he come back? He was injured riddled before he came in. That's what they're going to now. They're pretty much a soul on what he's doing, how he's cleaned up his act. The problem is what he has now is that there's guys out there that are just as good, who even have better longevity than him on top of that. But he should. But based on his body of work, he should be in the league. What I'm saying is now, this is where I think the league is going to go. This is where I think it's going to go, period. I think they're going to have a no-nonsense policy from here on out because of all the talent out there. If you screw up one time, you're gone. You talk about this guy. Did you talk about this guy, Josh Hamilton, with Texas now? With the agent? he should never been back put in the league. He should have never came back. But the problem is, you know, you know the problem you have. He's getting guaranteed money the, uh, uh, under their union policy. He's getting guaranteed. This is, a, you know, and what and what is going to possibly happen. They're going to implement a lot of stuff in these people's contracts. They're going to put some serious moral clause in these guys' contracts now because of all the stuff that's going on. They're going to eliminate these guys because of that. There's always an next guy ready to take your spot. Like I've always preached this to, to the, our audience and you and everybody here. They're going to stop that because if you get caught and you got millions of dollars burning on based on advertising dollars and stuff like that, and you're going to tarnish the league, I believe ownership and management – they're going to be no nonsense from here on out. They don't care how good you are. You be, you can be replaced. You might not be as good. They're going to replace you. 
because Rice should be in the game. If you if you're gonna keep Ray Rice out the game, you need to put some other people out of the game too. And, and, and I'm gonna tell you, it should, eventually it's gonna be a no nonsense policy. When these rookies come in the league, they should have NFL. They, they should have NFL securities come out and talk to the whole teams every year and say, hey, if you do this, you do this. If you do A, B, C, D, you're gonna be out of the league. Zero tolerance. That's where it's going. I'm telling you. I've talked to several people. That's where it's going. If you're going to cheat, even down to what Brady's dealing with, if you get caught, you're going to severely be punished. And if you do something like domestic violence and drugs and stuff like this, DUIs, you can be, that's going to be a no-nonsense policy. You watch and see. Mark my words. I'm good at predicting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe that's where it's going. <laughs> you know, I had somebody, I, I, I had somebody text me that says, you know, the, the, these guys are role models and they should be held to a, a higher standard. <laughs> you know, uh, first of all, I think your role model should be somebody you actually know. But if we're going to go that route, uh, you know, we have a, 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 a shitload of politicians who are, uh, quote, role models. Uh, and, and they should be held to a higher standard, but we keep re- we keep real we keep reelecting them, and 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 they, and they they do some horrible things themselves. So I think I think, we, think I think we're why, hypocritical why think, on these why things. Think, why do you think Donald Trump is doing so well? That's why he's doing so well in the polls because they get they get they get tired of that crap. You know, you can't be boozing in the public. You know, the people are smarter than that. You can't tell people anything and help them to believe it. That's why Donald Trump's doing so well. Because the politicians are whacked out too. <laughs> <laughs> and we need some. And we need some. I don't care if you're black, white, green, black, whatever you are, Martian, whatever you are. They need. We need somebody to lead our country and run it like a business. That's where we are now. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with sports. It's a business. If you start messing with my dollars, you're out of here. If what? you start messing with my money, if you want to mess with your money and my money, you're finished. Don't let me be the commissioner now. <laughs> well, I, I think I think if you were at least at least we see some consistency. That's all I. That's all I'm asking for is a little consistency. You're not lying about that because let me, let me tell you something. If I'm Roger Goodell, who I know personally, and I know he's going through a lot of stuff, and I know he's done some things that people question everything, but I'm telling you something. If you're going to mess around with my money and the guys I work with money, you're out of the league. And what they like I said, they should do a form every year. From rookies and go into those camps and talk to guys and let them know straight up. If you get busted and you know the policies are, you're out of the league. Because you know some guys, at the end of the day, we got to make them replace you. And don't think you're so damn good that we can't be replaceable. <laughs> okay? So they will let you know. And like I've told you before, this guy's walking the streets and playing the National Football League. Now, that's a myth. There's so many players that can play. They don't have so many, they don't have so much, they don't have so many spots. Okay? And if you're in the game and you're making some money, you better make the money well because it's really a short-lived situation. And if you're screwing up and messing up your body and beating on women and stuff like that, come on. What are you thinking about? Well, How many guys will make five, six million dollars if you want a job? Here's, here's, one, here's one of the things, that, and I talk about the inconsistencies. Okay, we're talking about Ray Rice, right? Right. Junior Gillette. He's on, Absolutely. He's on video beating somebody, and, and, and he just gets signed, right? Right. He, he should be out the league. Yeah. He should be in the same situation with, with Ray Rice. All of them. And, and, and Ray Rice is considered a model guy. That's some things he's ever done. But the problem is, once you got all this social media stuff, you got all these cameras. Hey, guys, you got cameras everywhere. You can't pee on the streets without getting, getting, 
get put on the camera. <laughs> you can't even pee on the street. No, no, you can't true. spit on the street. I mean, don't these guys get it? Well, and you got As a matter of fact, I believe what's going to happen. If you're, a, if, you're a, if, if, if you're a professional athlete and you go into an establishment, a high profile, you know what's going to probably going to end up happening? Oh, by the way, are you Ray Rice? Well, jot this down because Ray Rice is in our set and they're going to report it to the National Football League. Oh, you're, you're, are you, you blow Joe, blow Joe? You're in here? Write it down. Oh, by the way, one of your one of your employees was in our in our uh, restaurant or our place place of business, and he was a model guy. But another report can say, oh, he was an asshole, and I don't want him back in here. That's where it's going too. Mark my words. Oh yeah. If these guys keep doing that, if you go anywhere and they know you frequent here, that's gonna go back to league office. And. You know what happened to that NBA guy out at 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock in the morning, broke his leg? What's that about? Your butt should have been in the hotel room <laughs> getting ready to get back on that wood, that wood floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing out there jeopardizing money? Whatever you're doing, that's around one of these, one of these hoes. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> Sorry, you, Peter. You, somebody jump, you break your leg and hear you what was on. You know something? If I'm owner of that team, you're off the team. You're uh, done. But see, here's the thing, though. They got guaranteed contracts. You see, if you get caught doing something that's not that to the standards of the league and representing the brand, it should be a clause in every contract. If you if you're detrimental to the league. And detrimental to the brand, you're out of the league. It's void. Well, you know, here's, you know, and then Tebow's got something to say, but my, my point on, on something like that is, see, th- th- that's, I understand where you're going with that. I just think the things like that need to be spelled out because I've seen too many industries use stuff like that as a catch-all where, you know, they, they want to get rid of you for some reason, and then they go, oh, yeah, you got a speeding ticket. That's detrimental to, to, to the league, and so we're going to release you. I think I think if, they, if they're going to use those morals clauses, they, better, they, need to, you know, they need to really spell them out and not use them as a catch-all. T-Bone, you had something no, to say. No, it's going, to be, it's going to be spelled out. And, you, and, and, and believe me, when you get put out of the league, it's going to be serious when you get out of the league. If you get arrested and you know you get what you did, you get arrested for, and you've been told and time about you're going to get arrested, it's already in your contract, and you still go out and do that? I'm talking about the law now. I'm talking about when you break the law and you jeopardize and you can't participate in your team, you hurt your team, and you break the law as a civilian, it affects you in your, in your profession, you're gone. That's what I'm talking about. Right. I'm not talking about this little ticky-tack thing where figure, figure out any little things to get rid of you. No, not that. I'm talking about serious stuff. Well, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, you have a disagreement with one of the coaches. I'm, I'm talking about during the season, also, you slapping somebody around, you dreaming with DUI going 150 miles an hour somewhere with your child in the car. Oh, no, you got to go. No, yeah, I, 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 I think we're talking about the same thing. I just said, I just think that the league needs to spell it out. T-Bone, go ahead. Oh, no, they got to spell it out. They got to have a form, and they got to have, they have to have guys like me and Herm Edwards and guys tell them straight out, no nonsense. Hey, say, we don't care who you are. Hey, man, look, you see this guy here? Drafted in two sports. He's this, he was that. Hey, if I'd have done what you guys do, I'd have been long gone. And it, by, the, by the fact, it affected me in my private life if I'd have done that. These guys don't get it. And then here's the sad thing about it, too. And who's doing it? Brothers. 95% of these, 98% of a black guy. That's why I, that, That's why Katie was telling the truth. He just said it the wrong way. But he told the truth. 
man, you you go be right back on that corner drinking Ripple or drinking a Pepsi Cola. Let T-Bone jump in here. Oh, no, no. T-Bone, is your meat cooking, brother? <laughs> it's a little past you. <laughs> Uh, I mean, man, you're on a roll tonight, AD. I can't get a word in. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's, that's why we got to sit in the same room together, in, man. In my day not... and before me, it's knocked all these walls down for these guys to do what they do. They even screw up. That's why I'm on a roll when I talk about this you, stuff. You, man, that's There's cool. no way in the world we can get away with stuff like that. Well, I, you know, what, what I was going to talk about was the fact that, like, you can't get away with shit in any realm of society anymore. I don't know. You were talking about social media earlier and how. If somebody pisses on the sidewalk, you know, or they pee in a parking garage and somebody snaps a video of it, that's on right. Facebook or whatever. You know, you got this this kid who confronted a lady who left her baby in the car out in front of the cell phone store this, this right. past week. And did she do something stupid and dangerous to her child? Yes. Uh, do I think she should probably not have children? Yes, but it's too late for that. Um, right. But... The baby's okay, and she's going to be permanently, well, at least until we find something new to be outraged about, like the next time someone kills a lion. Uh, You know, she's going to be permanently shamed for something that she potentially could have done terribly one time. And I don't know, this we have this outraged society that wants to be super indignant and high and mighty about everything. Yeah. You need to back the hell off every now and then. People screw up. And we we're at, at the same time that we you know say that we demand higher standards of our public figures, we're still we're not realistic about the fact that everybody messes up. The whole thing's just bizarre to me. This whole society well, you know, and I, it's know, a mess. I agree, AD. On, I, I agree with you on that to an extent. I agree with you, but when you talk about child safety and what's been going on just recently with the neglect, that's something that's no nonsense. I get, I get what you're talking about, the, the, the ticky-tack stuff, but something like that, that's no nonsense. You, just, you can't get away with that. you got to know. you got to be protected of your children in, in, this partic- in that particular case. And I heard about all that, but you got to, you, whatever you do, you take that kid with you regardless. That's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do, period. It, that, that's no nonsense. And I'm telling you, the law ain't going to mess around. Anybody who sees that, they got a problem. I see it all the time. I hear about it all the time. I know a woman that lost two of her, lost her two kids to her, her family stepped in because she left the child in the car for 20 minutes and 100 degrees in the car. Uh-huh. And she had to learn that lesson the hard way. You know, well, that's I mean, terrible. they talk about it so much. Child abuse and child neglect is, is so much in, in, in the forefront of us, of the press all the time uh-huh. and, and what goes on. And this is the, know better. This, is mean, where, this is where it ties back into what you were talking about, though, A.D., is that you or Herm Edwards or any other person who knows exactly what not to do can tell these guys until you're whatever color you want in the face about face. it. And they're not going to listen, man, because people don't well, listen well, to well, shit well, until just they like mess I up told, themselves. Just like I told Swoops, okay? Yeah, you, know, you don't want to listen, Jack? You don't want to listen? Hey, man, uh, go go push a broom because you, you have to live. That's why I'm talking about no nonsense. But you, you, that's okay. You don't have to listen, but mm-hmm. you're going to be out of the league. That's all I'm telling you. And that's where it's going. I've heard that. I've heard rumors talked about that today. They're going to start putting people out of the league. No nonsense. There's going to be a zero tolerance. Okay, you don't want to listen to somebody who's been there and know what they're talking about? Hey, guess what? You're going to be gone. 
And since football, and, if you, and since football, you got to get to the fourth year before you see, talk about free agency and guaranteed money, they really going to get ready if you do something. Because they're not going to sit around and let you get in the fourth year and you get guaranteed money. You screwing up? Oh, no, they're not going to do that. That's where it's headed, especially in football. The, 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 issue, the issue I have on a lot of things, uh, on, the, on, the, on the, when we're talking about, uh, like what T-Bone was just talking about, what you were saying earlier, is the punishment of people uh, for legitimate mistakes. Uh, right. And some of those mistakes were made years, you know, eight, ten years ago. Uh, right. they, come, they come to light today, and now we want to uh, destroy people. And I don't understand. Right. Uh, you know, I, I look, I look at, I look at people's behavior throughout, you know, throughout. And if somebody did something or said something uh, during the heat of battle or dealing, dealing with a, a specific individual eight, ten years ago, and they've never displayed that uh, that other that that nasty behavior in that in that ten minute time span, uh, any other time in their lives, I don't see any reason to destroy people over it. Uh, I understand what you're saying about the league and, and the league's money and stuff like that, but I think as a society, we've gotten to this point where, you know, we just want to see people destroyed. We want to see people taken down, and and and, and a lot of people who are, are preaching these things and jumping on their soapboxes really got no room to talk because I mean, it, it, anybody who hasn't fucked up once or twice uh, in their life, uh, said something they shouldn't have said, done something they shouldn't have done. And, and, and you know, and says they haven't, have never done anything wrong. It's just disingenuous and just a, a flat out liar. And, and and I don't think anybody should be taken down for something that they did years ago. And and they don't display that in their heart on a daily basis. Uh, otherwise, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. But you know, I mean, the society's one thing. Big time entertainment, big time sports with big money is another thing. And I know people screw up. But when you're constantly being preached to. And you get constantly being told, college, even starting in high school. And you get to the pros as a professional and you're still doing that? Hey, man, come on. That's, what's, that's what I'm talking about, I mean, and, and that's what's going to happen. I truly believe it's going to Well, matter of fact, I know it's going to happen. Because, because there's only so many spots in, in, our, in our lifetime, in our world, to achieve and you work hard. And you're going to throw all that away by being a knucklehead? Well, you're going to pay the price? Well, I'm telling you. And it's going to vary from organization to organization. Society's one thing. When you're dealing with big-time money, it's another thing. And you'll get a second chance. You, most likely, you'll get a second chance in society. But I think where things, when the sports world and stuff is going, you ain't going to get a second chance in some cases. You're already seeing it with Ray Rice, which is sad, because he should be in the league. What's good for the goose is good for the game. All of them should be wiped out. If you got, you're not going to let Ray Rice back into the game, all those guys that are back in out there doing they should be out of there. Agreed. Um, one of the other things I want to talk to you about, I got I got to check my notes here, man, and give me just a second because I, I closed it out. Oh, uh, I don't think we had a chance to chat about it last week. Uh, we had talked about, uh, you know, uh, uh, Russell Wilson coming up with a contract and, and what was going to happen with that, and looks like he signed a, uh, a four-year extension. Uh, I think it's eighty-four million dollars, something like that, with about sixty million guaranteed. And I, and I don't, I'm, I'm trying to get the exact numbers flipping back through my notes, uh, which I don't have right this way. But you had said, you know, that there, 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 a deal would, would come through, and uh, so, something would happen with that. What, what are your thoughts on, on that? Well, I think is, I think is, I think it's a great move for him. 
I think if you'd have won the second Super Bowl in three years, or four years, or whatever it is, three years, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he'd got 25. <laughs> 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 he got 25. But the 21 fine, the 60 million guarantee, which is, which is viable. But I can tell you what, if he wins another Super Bowl or two in the next four years, he's breaking the bank. Because no one in, the, in league history has ever met, got there that fast, that short a time, and being in two, two Super Bowl appearances. He's the only one that's ever done that. And, and if they don't break that team up, and they can get Chancellor back in there with him being a knucklehead, if they can get back in the camp right away and do what they've been doing consistently, they're going to be right back there in the next couple of years. I don't see anybody beating them unless they beat themselves. So the fact that they signed their fear leader. I got the numbers here. It's a four-year extension. For eighty-seven million dollars with sixty million guaranteed. That's 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 great. He deserves it. And just remember, like I said, everybody's judged by the championships. He got one. Man, Manning been there well, how many years? Twenty years almost. He only have one. He got. He's got. He's been two appearances in four years. He got one championship. You know, he deserves that. So you got you got Romo. He never been there. Had fifty something. Had fifty something thousand guaranteed. The, 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 Chicago, it's guaranteed he's never been to one either. <laughs> so, 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 they, so, 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 so Cutler has that, and, and Romo has. Those guys have never been to the Super Bowl. Romo's only won one playoff game. They said uh, the, one of the, one of the, 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 the reports I was reading today was uh, this can really actually this is T Bone's going to love this one. This could uh, actually make uh, Eli's next contract negotiation skyrocket because. Yes. Uh, uh, well, I don't, I don't he, see that, but I mean, they said yeah, but, he's, but, he's, he's, he's going to match, you know, he's, he's won two, right? And uh, he's going to match his, uh, and he's pretty highly paid, and he's going to say he's, you know, deserves at least as much or more than uh, Wilson. Well, well, I don't believe that, but I mean, he, he, you know something? All the power to him. All the power to him. If he can get all that based on what Russell got, you can't compare them to because the, the body of work that Russell's done in a short period of time, that's where his value is. But you said it's all yeah. about it's all about winning championships, and Eli's Absolutely. won. Eli's won one, one more than he has. But 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 here it is. He did it before. And how how long Eli uh, Eli's been in the league? Ten years. Ten years. He's only been in the league four years and got in that two Super Bowl appearance, one championship. Like I said, if he'd have won two in that short of time on the body of work and what Pete Carroll's doing in Seattle, that's what I'm talking about. But if he's going to ride off of that, all the power to him. But if you're in the league 10 years, based on the body work that Russell Wilson did, if he played in the league in two years, he, I see four Super Bowls <laughs> based on the body work <laughs> and what they do and how they run their system. You see, I mean, yeah, he got two, but he's got two and ten. Well, he's got one in four years, and he's been in two Super Bowls, for, two Super Bowls in four years. That's phenomenal. No one's ever done that in the history of the league. Yeah. Now, if he, now, now, if he can get what Russell Wilson get or more, the power to him. I don't think he's is worth that, but all the power to him. Because when you play a game of football, get all you can get. You never know it's going to end. The um, uh, there's another. There's a, there's a whole different subject, but I'm going to uh, just catch something on you. <laughs> uh, somebody texted me, and I, I lost my train of thought. You, uh, you, you were saying that uh, you know, ten years uh, for for um, Eli and four years for Russell. Um, and, 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 you know, and, you know, the whole body of work and whatnot. 
Uh, and you said that something about the system, that, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, he can win a whole lot more with the system. You know, uh, you know we talk about systems a, a lot. And, uh, and and when you talk about, when I think about systems that worked, we start, we start thinking about dynasties. And you see things you like the Steelers that were there almost every year and, and ran off a whole number of, of wins and, and championships and stuff like that. Do you see anything in the near future where we're going to develop? I mean, you know, the, the Patriots have been there a number of years, but do you see these any of these dynasties where guys, teams are there, you know, year in, year out, year in, year out, and, and winning the championships year in and year out? Do we see that happen in any, again, where we're going to see somebody run off, you know, eight or, you know, five, six, seven in a row or something along, along those lines? Well, I don't know about in a row, but I'm telling you, based on what I see from my football background, what I see what Seattle's doing, I see Seattle being consistent. If they can keep those people intact and keep the injuries down, because that's a big factor, too. Based on what I see with Seattle and what Pete Carroll's doing, hey, they, can have, they, can, they can have the dynasty like Pittsburgh. They can have two in a row if they can. They almost had it. So I'm saying that's the only team that I see for C, based on what they're doing how they draft and how they scout and how they perform. And that balance attack with Marshall Lynch and Russell Wilson, how they do it, I can see that. And now, they, and now, now that they have that tight end there, they can, they, they can be there consistently every year if they keep it right. Because they're the team to beat in the NFC, the whole NFC. Now, now Brady's got four. Well, look how long the cutting get for. But, I mean, he, he, and, and the Patriots have always knocked on the door. Well, the Seahawks are knocking the door down. If they can keep that door open the way they're doing, that's the team that can have a full-fledged dynasty. That's my opinion. Last last question here, man. And uh, you, had, you kind of touched on it uh, a few weeks ago. Um, you, you, you've done this movie with Will Smith. Uh, it's about concussions. Uh, I read an article... Uh, this week where the NFL is um, a little upset. They're a little worried about this movie coming out. It comes out on Christmas Day. Uh, they're they're kind of running a little scared. They're trying to put together a, uh, a response to the movie for when it comes out. And uh, I, I find it you know interesting that an industry this, this big, this huge, is uh, worried about a movie. I mean, it's not a documentary. I know it's based on real people. Uh, but uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, when I was part of that, I was part of Dr. Amen. We did a book together, Kick Off, Kick Off Concussion. He wrote the forward. And uh, it, that all, how I got involved with the film came through Dr. Daniel Amen. I hooked up with the director, uh, Peter Landisman, and uh, did the film. And it's based on authentic truth. And the NFL has to deal with that. It is what it is. I mean, it's a beautiful game, but it's a dangerous game. And, and I'm telling you, there's brain trauma in the game. And there's no getting around it. You can say whatever you want. You know, guys leave the game every year with, with head problems. You know, Jim McMahon. I understand his wife has to program his car to get him home. I lost friends. Pre-Alheimer's, John Mackey. You know, Don Shy. You know, I mean, I, I mean, look at Troy Palomano, who's had 11 concussions. I like to see his brain now. You know, retired. This young lady got out. Junior Seau played 20 years. Look what happened to him. Andre Waters, Dave Durson, Mike Webster, four-time Super Bowl champ. So, I mean, there's, there's going to be serious issues they have to deal with. It, they, they should just deal with it. 
and and, and they need and they, and they need to watch this movie. Show how show how they handled Dr. Bennett O'Malo, which is I think it was, was was not bad for what they did. But you know you got you know you, you got to pay the, you got to pay the price you got to pay the price to be the boss. That's what you have to do. That that is the issue with the concussion situation. Period. And and I and, and, and football is down with youth football. I think it's down six seven percent in the last five six years of people playing youth football. It's a serious factor now. You know, brain trauma, collision sport is a serious thing. And like I've told you about other things too. I think what's going to happen down the road is is based on the based on what we know about concussions now and CTE. I think what's going to happen if a guy starts having a series of concussions, I think they're going to scan his brain, scan these guys' brain, and they're going to determine whether or not this kid they can continue to play football. I think that's where it's going too, because that's going to protect the NFL, and that's going to because if you keep them out there and they keep getting these concussions, like Wes Walker, Walker who who Champ Bailey, I think tried to advise him not to come back because of all the concussions he's had so fast. The bottom line is they're going to make a decision for you if you don't, because they don't want the liability anymore. So, so, so based on this movie, that's going to be demonstrated, and the NFL just gear up and get ready for it because it's coming. And uh, and will, and far as I'm concerned, Will Smith did a great job. His research on the film project was great. Uh, uh, and matter of fact, I just think this is going to be the best film he's ever done, based on this on the subject matter. It's 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 going to be interesting. I I, I find it. Uh, I always find it interesting when uh, when uh, films are made and certain entities uh, you know need to, to uh, mount a defense. I, the last one I remember recently was Scientology. Uh, worried about the HBO special, um, but I I, I I find it in, uh, you know interesting that uh, it's already making an impact as far as NFL is concerned prior to being released. Um, I'm sure so the bottom line, the NFL's attitude should, should be, they should tell everybody, to listen, we know football is a high collision sport. We know football wasn't really made for the human body. And just realize if you're going to play this game, there's going to be some consequences playing the game. You're a skillful athlete, it's a beautiful game, but it's a dangerous game, and you got to know there's going to be some limitations to your career if you start sustaining these head concussions. That's how they should talk, in my opinion. If it comes to a day where, based on your scan of your brain, and it can be detrimental to your, history, your health anyway, we're going to advise you to retire. But, Amy, aren't we at the point now it's like putting the labels on cigarettes? I mean, if you don't know that uh, you get cancer from smoking and you don't know that you're playing football, you got you got a risk for serious bodily injury, including brain trauma. I mean, right. come on. Shouldn't, I mean, that, that, doesn't everybody know this by now? I, I understand where, where you're coming from, and I understand that the, the new things need to be done and put in place to try to diminish this or try to treat it. But uh, I think anybody who laces them up now knows the, the, the dangers of the sport. That's true. I mean, but that's true. But a lot of people, a lot of guys in the league, the money is so great. Man, let me get this money. Let me get four or five years in. Let me get this. I mean, that's what it is. That's what's driving the piper. They know. These guys know. There's been enough talk said about it. Former players, current, current. Some people have retired because of it. 
prematurely. They know. But you know, it, when, it, when it comes to that, when it comes all, to that, all I'm all I'm saying to me is is that I'm not against the NFL. It's just that NFL should just ride with the punches because they got to realize that it is what it is. But that mentality that mentality is not exclusive to NFL players. I mean, I read a report. Uh, not too long ago, about uh, Olympic athletes, and, and and this goes back. This goes back to almost, I believe, the seventies, where you know the guys were taking all kinds of uh, steroids and stuff like that. And, and there was a, there was a, something that's there was a survey taken that said if you could take something today that guaranteed you a win, but you'd be dead in five years, would you take it? And the majority of the people who were surveyed said yes. Um, and I mean, you were talking. We were talking kids in their twenties and whatnot. This, but but this mentality is is is, a, is, is an athletic mentality and a youthful mentality. And uh, since the dawn of the ages, right? Right. Well, look. Anybody who get involved in a survey like that said you'd be dead in five years. You're you're you're, you're, you're insane. You shouldn't. Even, that, if somebody told me that, I'm not playing. I'm not taking it. That's just me. But I guess you, and you're right. Most people gonna take that that young mentality. Oh, I wouldn't be dead. I'd be like, that's just that's not that's not gonna sit me right. But but a lot of people think like that. I don't think like that. As a matter of fact, if I knew what I know now, I'm not playing any football. I'm playing in the major leagues with the ball memorial. So I'm so, so I'm saying uh, I didn't know better. I was naive, didn't have a clue, and I'm just saying that. You don't need to put labels on. That's all I'm saying. You just need to know. Do your thing. Do the best you can. And if anything starts affecting you, it's time to get out. Whether you play two years or you play eight years or ten years, you got to know when you need to get out. And everybody's body's different. That's all I'm really saying. Oh yeah. And, and I, I'm not I, trying I, to condemn. I'm not trying to condemn the NFL, Bob. I'm just telling. I'm just telling. It is what it is. It's yeah, a contact I, collision sport, and, and, and you might get hit wrong the wrong way one day. And that might be in your day playing ball. Happens all the time. Just take like Wes Walker versus uh, somebody else. It's Why does he get brain trauma versus the next guy? Even though everybody's getting it, but you know he got some severe stuff. Right. In my opinion, it's time for him to go. Yeah, but, but it is. It probably is, but it, it wants, it's always going to be a, a, a personal decision. Uh, I understand where you're coming from. I understand that you know. We, I think we're totally in agreement about what the league should be doing. Um, I think all athletes uh, they push their limits, whether it's football, baseball, basketball. You know, these guys play basketball 15, 20 years. You know, their knees are never the same. Their lower backs never the same. They have all kinds of. Injuries from running up and down at hardwood. You know, baseball players sustain certain types of injuries, especially pitchers and whatnot. And and yeah. uh, you know, you know, you're talking brain. I know you're talking traumatic brain injury, which uh, you know your, your whole thought process and decision making process, which is extremely important. Uh, you know, you can you can live with some uh, arthritis in your knees better than you can with dementia. But um, I, I I think that a lot of a lot of the things we, we're talking about here, as far as decision making by individuals. Uh, it's kind of a it's kind of an athletic uh, an athlete's point of view. And I think a lot of athletes have this this thing about you know them and their bodies and what they're capable of doing. And I don't think a lot of them realize when it's time to uh, time to hang them up, man. And we I mean we've seen boxers do this. We've seen boxers come back at forty plus years old and get back in the ring. That's you know? crazy. Yeah, that's just, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's crazy. If you, if you really know your brains are like spaghetti, you're going to come back and, and make it out of mishma, mix it out of mashed potatoes? That's crazy. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I don't want anybody taking care of me with, with a bib on me and somebody bathing me prematurely. <laughs> if you're going to start doing that, you give me an 89, 90, you do it. But if I'm in my 50s, you got to wipe my behind every night? <laughs> <laughs> you know AD. You the man, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's coming. Yeah. And that's <laughs> you know true. I don't mean I, I, I don't mean to have the audience to have those visuals, but I'm just trying to tell you the truth that that's what's going to happen. And you got to have you got to have the judgment to know when to get out. Absolutely. And you don't need to get in a situation where somebody to tell you to get out. Because that's what that's com- I'm telling. You, that's where it's coming. And and, I'm, and this movie that's coming out that I did that will demonstrate that. I'm sorry to say, but the bomb in the NFL just should deal with that. Just exactly. deal with it. Exactly. Just roll with it because it's coming, and it's a movement as it is now. I mean, you know, you got to deal with it because it's, the collisions are bigger now. The, 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 the liability is bigger now. That's where it's come now. I mean, I'm not an advocate of just destroying the league. No, I'm not. I'm just saying that there's so many players, and there's a, there's, concu- there's concussions and collisions every week on all levels. Somebody always getting a concussion. It's a big epi- epidemic now. Yeah. So you got to deal with it. That's all I'm ever advocating. The movie is going to strip. Open it wide open. Well, hey, we're all waiting for our invite to the to the premiere. So you let us know when where we have to be and what time we have to be there. Oh, okay, well, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Ad, as always, man, it's it's a pleasure to have a chance to chat with you and talk we'll talk what's happening in the world of sports and what's going on out there. And we're gonna do it again next week, man. Okay, sweet, sweet. <laughs> <T-bone>. <laughs> T-bone. Oh man! Catch you next time, AD. You listen to Swoops from the Talk Story Radio Network. The great Anthony Davis. This is Project Rehab. It's called Impervious. After this.
entertainment industry's voice for road safety. Music is one of the most important things in our lives, but nothing is more important than life itself. Music lives, and so should you. Please plan ahead. Designate before you celebrate. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. My name is Ruth Rusi, and this is how I live united. I read to children as part of United Way's education program. It helps them create links between language and literacy and prepares them for a better academic future. I figure I have the time and they have the need. My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. I'm Joey. I'm Robert. I'm Dennis. And I'm Ellen. And we're yeah, it's, it's Okay! okay. You're
this that Long Beach East Side of Pitbull Rock Waller Jack Rabbit Polly Ho Donut shops and liquor stores 40 ounce of mission bro Roll a fat blood and tell your bitch spill with mistletoe Puerto Rican off a of 4th Street She know me I'm low key so deep Probably off a of Lyman Hill sipping on some Henny Slow And she know we don't love them hoes Just wanna see you take off your clothes It's that blue carpet treatment Shout out to the dog for the Cadillac Soda Pilots Fruit Neck Check the collar Smoke weed every day bitch that's the motto Everybody in the granny trying to hit the lotto. Just for Miss Quellberg in the 11th grade. You said I had so much potential, but I'm silly blazed. Still amazed how I'm getting it now. Throw it up for my city, cause I'm putting it down. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Buying weed under palm trees. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Buying weed under palm trees. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Buying weed under palm trees. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Shoot your ass with that long heat, nigga. I'm from Long Beach. Dog, Warren G. Nate Dog, rest in peace. Boob on the chronic. I got the recipe. Let's go see what's poppin' tonight. I'm coppers in flight. Top us the heights. Kill them off when I'm rockin' the mic. I'm like, what it is, what it do, what it seem like. Eastside train, bitch gave my niggas that green light. I'm three flights higher than a round trip. At Louis Burger, eating fries with a down bitch. I found this to be the life I chose. I like some O's, with some nice, quite thick hoes. Whoa. It's LB, don't tell me about nothing. You smell me, that's the OG that I'm huffing. I'm fucking your favorite, I'm leaving her tasteless. Cause Cologne, baby, now I heard that's your fragrance. Yeah, you know what I'm on. Just the fucking East, baby, I'm a fucking beach, baby. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Find weed under palm trees. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Find weed under palm trees. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Buying weed in the palm trees, nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Shoot your ass with that long heat, nigga, I'm from Long Beach. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. I'm one out of every four children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. I'm lucky to grow up where I could be whatever I want. I want to grow up and be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for kids like me. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Rebecca Romaine. As a former model, I used to walk runways all over the world. Paris, Milan, New York. This is Felice Diara. As a local health worker, he walks the pathways of his village in Mali, West Africa, every day to help treat severely ill children. Like many children in the developing world, those in Salif's village are threatened by common illnesses that kill millions worldwide. But unlike villages without a local health worker, the children in Salif's village get the care they need to survive. And even though you can't walk in his shoes, you can help him with his work. Help one, save many. See where the good goes at goodgoes.org and find out all the ways you can help get the good where it needs to go. Brought to you by Save the Children and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Hey, hey, everybody, this is Stefana here, and you're listening to Swoop's World, the best show, the best show. 
Welcome back to Sports World on the Talk Story Radio Network, and we are here live and who used to say live and uh, jiving or something like that. Yeah, he's <laughs> interactive live and archive. <laughs> well, are you ready for yours, or are we still uh, kibitzing first? Oh, let's kibitz for a few minutes. All right, that gives me time let's, to make this kind of. Let's talk about <laughs> the shenanigans around. going on in the world around. I heard something really funny. I heard something. You know, what's the name brought up? Uh, politics and stuff, and he's brought up Donald Trump. Remember how Donald Trump gave away uh, Lindsey Graham's phone number or whatever? <laughs> so Graham, he, he, he makes this video where he's smashing his phone, saying, you know, I no longer use this phone, so don't even try to call it type of thing. And then he gives out Trump's phone number, and Trump, outs- Trump outsmarted him again. Because if you call that number, it is Trump's number, and... <laughs> And it really comes on, hi, I'm Donald Trump, and I'm running for president. Here, <laughs> check me out on Twitter. Check out my website. Check this out. <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you, you, you fucked him twice. <laughs> this, uh, this debate we're going to have coming up, what, tomorrow? I, I think it's going to be a good, it's tomorrow. A good chuckle. It's going to be a chuckle. It's going it's to make all the late night guys uh, very, very happy when uh-huh. they come out with their bottle. And, you know, like we were talking about on the break, I think, about how the NFL does not own the game of football, if the friggin' whatever court of appeals had – or you know, if the whatever court had actually given Donald Trump Donald Trump a reasonable award when he beat the NFL in that antitrust suit back in the eighties with the USFL, uh-huh. maybe we wouldn't have this situation where we have to talk about the brand and the shield and all this nonsense that has nothing to do with the players or the game of football. It's about greedy sons of bitches protecting their profit and their bottom line. That's maybe line. Maybe their brand. the football that we know and love today would be, you know, not just in the hands of one soul-sucking corporation, but, you know, actually in national trust like it belongs. Uh, not that Donald Trump necessarily is the one who should be the guardian thereof, but, yeah. you know, anyone who can wrestle a little bit of football out of the, you know, like I said, the soul-sucking grip of the NFL is <laughs> cool with me, so, I mean... I, I despise this shield and brand nonsense. Fuck the NFL. Well, you know the thing uh, disclaimers is, disclaimers or not, they're, I don't care. They're, 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 they're not, we didn't say we didn't call it. We didn't say anything about that, that year end game. So we're, they were so good. <laughs> the big game. The big game. <laughs> and we're not giving out tickets to you. So kiss my. The Super Weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know the thing is, is, is they uh, they come across. So douchey, man. They, they, oh. they, they, they act like they're this this thing. They're, 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 they're probably, when people talk about evil corporations, they do all the things that evil corporations do, right? Yeah. They, they, they're not consistent. They, you know, they, they, everything's done for the bottom line, which I really have, you know, as a, as a, as a capitalist, I, really, I understand that whole bottom line thing. But don't try to paint yourself off as, as, as one way and, and, and act a different way. Uh, you know, the bottom line for them is is for all these billionaire owners to make more money. They don't care about the health of the players. They don't care about the behavior of the players unless it's... They don't care about the cities in which they're... Yeah, right, exactly. And they don't have to because they have a monopoly on it, you know? Arena football is never going to challenge the NFL. No. You know, they, they have Laundry a, Bowl might, though. 
Although, that, that shit's know, awesome. They're man. rebranding the league right now, the Lingerie Football League. It's now called the Legends Football League. Oh, see, they've, they've already were, screwed they've it up. They've changed the name. They changed the outfits a little bit. But you know, they, have, you know they only paid those girls for the very first season. Every season since then, those girls are not getting paid at all. But they choose to play. They're they adults. do, absolutely. They make a decision yeah. on their own. Right? Yeah. All right. And, hey, you know, if they're up to me, I would say let's pay these players in the NFL like a tenth of what we're paying them right now, which is why I refuse to give any money. I don't, you know, what, I, don't, I, 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 never, I never badmouth or have any problem with anybody making as much as they can of doing whatever it is they do, whether, but we, but, whether you fly. But then we get people that complain about how these guys think they're untouchable, and that's the fucking reason why they think they're untouchable. They just got a check for $2 million. That's the thing is, is you know, if, two. They, if, if, if that's, 20. That's the signing <laughs> book. <laughs> right? We're talking about Thursdays. Oh. Uh, Thursday's work day. They get paid by the day. Listen, I, I have no problem with people making as much as they can doing whatever they do. It, it, the reason they're untouchable is because we allow them to be untouchable, right? Yeah. Because the powers that be don't enforce what needs to be enforced. You know what? If if, uh, if uh, you know if you if you see some billionaire. Uh, Whatever, do something stupid, and they get caught. Whatever, and if the, if the law actually, it's not just the players. It's that's just society. It doesn't really yeah. come down. No, it's you know, it's, it's schizophrenic guys. ass society that we live in, right. where we're so eager to move from one outrage to the next. Like, how much have you heard about that dead lion in the last two days? Probably not much, because we're already pissed off about something else. That was all I could see on the fucking Facebook for four days. Was all yeah, this I heard too much about it from the beginning? This <laughs> poor lion was lured away, and everyone in whatever country loved him. People that didn't even know what continent the fucking country was on. You know. <laughs> Apparently, everybody in that country didn't really give a shit because they had worse things to do. Yeah, with. they're like, you know, those things will eat us too, it's like right? Civil war, like a civil war, exactly. Such a great point. Everybody's up in an uproar. All this, and it takes away, once again, it was something that took away from all the other nasty, crappy shit that's going on in the world, right? Pay no attention. Yeah. man behind the machine guns. We find the one with all, all the children marching out in front we, of them. We are so manipulated by the press. And, 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 and you go, oh my God, this, this poor lion, and this guy is, and, and this guy is the most evil guy in the world, while across the world, ISIS is just. Just hacking heads off people. You got, you know, you have, yeah, you, you have, you have uh, veterans here committing suicide daily. I think they said about twenty three or twenty four, you know, a uh, day. A day. You got all this other horrible stuff that's going on in the world. We got, you know, pol- politics. We got, you know, people running for president and which is why, stuff. Which is why the, all kinds of crazy the enforcement of any of these supposed standards is going to be haphazard because it's like we need to. We need to make an example just often enough to make it look like we're doing something. That's all it is. It's it's the luck of the draw, you know, or the unluck of the draw. I was telling him. Somebody's going to get boned and made an example of. Before you got here. Every so often. Well, that's what happened with Ray Rice. Yeah. yeah. He was the right guy or the wrong guy at the right or wrong time, depending on your like, – Well, that's the same thing. The NFL right. loves it. It's like we get to crucify this. We're going we're gonna to hammer this guy and, we're gonna just we're gonna show that we're tough on domestic violence, yeah. and we're gonna and we're gonna win over. And like this, they the turn between that and Michael Vick and the dog fighting thing seven years earlier. Right, you know, in the days of MySpace, when to to there, this viral video was sort of an idea, but it really wasn't a thing yet. I yeah, mean, 
there was no one place where people really saw all this crap like, oh my god, in 30 seconds, right. 10 million people have seen this. There are also no videos of Michael Vick dogfighting stuff that I am aware of, but I mean... Which means he's smarter than Ray Rice, oh, or luckier, or... fighting dogs in an elevator. Uh, but it's the, same, it's the same thing, you know... We, we turned we're off the talking, cameras. We were talking about, uh, you know... Uh, yeah, the whole, ocean the whole thing with, the, with, the, with this, all, this whole Brady thing, you know? And now they're releasing emails... As part of their investigation, they're releasing everything they get. The NFL, this, this is so douchey. They're issuing emails between him and a childhood friend about whether or not the, the – basically Brady says something about him going to play another seven years and, and Peyton Manning's only got another like two years left in him. You know, I'll beat him, you know, beat him another two games and, and, and you know, Done. Done. The the, the 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 comparison's over with, right? Why are they releasing emails that have to do with something? Has nothing to do with the thing. And then I was telling him before you got here. I, you know, when I was at that exhibit, mm-hmm. they actually have two NFL footballs, one inflated to the max, one underinflated. And I'm telling you, I'm, now my hands aren't as big as a pro quarterback. I couldn't feel a difference. Yeah, I, I couldn't feel. I mean, if any. So minute, and so you know, and they've they've painted this picture of this uh, this ball. It's basically this big mushy nerfy thing which <laughs> flying is, through the which air. Which is an idea so that comes from employed. people who have never it, thrown a football yeah, that's under it, that's the, really flat. Because when you try to throw a football that's flat, it won't. You can't, it's it goes nowhere. Nobody would possibly yeah. want that. <laughs> right. So it, this whole, you know snowball effect of bullshit that they're throwing at us is because they're trying to keep your attention on something else. And mm-hmm. I, it's just, I'm over it all, man. I, and, and, and football is by far my favorite sport as far as, you know. Sport, yes. Yeah, but it, when it, where it is now is a piece in the national entertainment complex. You know, we've got this whole nasty business where people get paid, you know, the big stars get paid $25 million to make a movie. And you know, that, I don't know. That it's the whole thing is just stupid to me. It's, it's not a sport, you know. It's it's a circus. And I, uh, I'm gonna go start watching semi-pro football and fucking UFC. Ronda Rousey, UFC. Dana White, man. Dana White in the new. <laughs> I guess if you're, if you listen, he, I, he is a shrewd businessman. All commissioners are, but. Uh, and Dana White has pulled off some, he's pulled off some studs. And, uh, who knew he could pull this shit off? But he's been very successful. So. I got to say that I'm so tired of the NFL that I have watched four games in four years. Those are all Super Bowls. And I probably haven't watched most of those games either. They're just an excuse to have people over, which my wife loves to do. <laughs> and um, I've not seen – because there's just the day. Well, one of the reasons you only watch four games in four years because we're both Raider fans. And they well, there's been, that too. They have not been worth watching for the last ten years. <laughs> and even if they were, they're not available. So that's part of it. But but definitely a big part of it too is that it's just the game sucks under the NFL. That there's too many commercial interruptions. There's too much. We talk about this every year. Like, which rules are we playing by today? Like, you know, the changes. And the game is a good game. I loved the game. Oh, yeah. But I don't like watching it. And I've watched – I'm not a big college fan, but I have well, watched a lot more greatest in those four years. Yeah. And in, in, in the last four years, I've watched a lot more college football than I've watched NFL. Because the NFL brand, I think, 
just sucks. When it comes to pro sports, the, 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 the league that has it figured out, now apparently the league has issues, but as far as watching the game, the, the actual watching it via television, is soccer. I mean, you you could pretty much go, okay, this, this game is going to last this amount of time. There's no commercial breaks until halftime. You know, if you're really into commercials, you can watch the things flip on the on the boards on the side of the field. <laughs> all, 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 all the advertisement is, is on their NASCAR uniforms, basically. <laughs> and, and they play, you know, they play a good solid 45 plus a little overage and halftime, and another 45 plus a little overage. Boom, your day's over. You're, you're moving on. Another shit to do. You, you got a point, man. I mean, these TV timeouts. I, is, I hate your team, any team, is moving oh, the ball yeah. downfield. The yeah, hard TV timeout when there's no so disruptive. Yeah. yeah. In the flow of a football game, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, we have to take one within the first." And God knows, there's enough. There's game. enough uh, stoppage in yeah. football. Right. You can change of possession. There's yeah. a ton of like. Why do we have to have that? It's third and ten, and oh, we've hit the bottom of the hour. Or who knows? I don't know what the what the thing is, but yeah, it's it's and driven the, by what dollars. I'm about is I didn't know what a TV timeout was till I had season tickets. Uh, yeah. Raiders here. And then, yeah, I remember watching the game, they're moving up, and I said, why are they standing around? And the guy next to me goes, that's a TV timeout. I go, what? He goes, yeah, it's a commercial break. I remember. I'm I, like, what the fuck? I was like eight years old. I was eight years old or something like that. The first time that happened. Asshole with the orange gloves down there. Exactly. Giving you the middle finger. And I remember my dad telling me, I'm like, I'm like, why, why is everybody just standing around? He's like, you see that guy with his hands up? Until his, until he puts his hands down, the game cannot start. I was like, really? I thought my dad was messing. I was like, ten years old, first football game. I'm like, really? You're, I just thought he was messing with me. He's like, nope, that's how it was. That blows. Man. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, is that ruins the game live. Yes, because at least, at least you're like, oh, it's a TV timeout. I can go piss. But like live, you're like you're not gonna make it to the pisser. No, no. <laughs> so it just screws everything up. Right into this driving now, uh, right? So it makes it really distracting if you're if you're watching you're live. Yeah. But of course, most of their dollars come from TV, so that's why they're doing it. Uh, so what? Figure out a way to do it. Right. it, it, it there it, are it. enough, as we just said, oh, enough change interruptions. Possession. They maximize every freaking second. All, I mean, they put stuff. They have the the commentators doing spots while the game broadcast is right. going on. You know, this, oh, yeah, this is, is the yeah. This I mean, is, I'm not a fan. The all state. Uh, not a fan of the yeah, NFL. The guy brand. called Phil Go attempting. Yeah. yeah, that was crap. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Oh, Screw you all. Yeah. You got to play the game longer than we did, and you got paid some money to do it. Kiss my ass. True that. You ready for your music, man? Yeah, man, why not? Why not? Uh, you know that sound? It's time for sports with T-Bone's Time Out. <coughs> or as we say it here, it's T-Bone's Time Out. Oh, there you go. T-Bone! <laughs> we were just talking about our old chewing strategies. Back, you, know, you had to have a system, man. Back, and, and here's how brilliant I was. Here's how brilliant my system was. I started chewing to stop smoking. <laughs> I, don't, I, you know, I know several, several people who uh, that went that route. And it's like, this doesn't make me use less tobacco. I'm using more because now I don't even have to go outside. 
Because I grew up, you know, I started smoking after it was already illegal to smoke most places indoors in California. <laughs> so, you know, you're, you're a smoker in California. It's like, get the fuck out. Go stand in the middle of the street. Don't get run over. But, you know, hey, you'll be ostracized out there. And don't go in that park. It's owned by the city of San Francisco. Yeah, but if you're dipping. Uh, Can't do that in Not San in San Francisco. Francisco. But, <laughs> in, but in, you know, the rest of the world, you can just spit right at your desk or in your car, you know, or in your seat at the stadium or wherever. Again, as long as you're not in San Francisco, and so it didn't it didn't curtail my nicotine intake in the slightest. It made it much much worse, <laughs> to where it was like it made it more efficient. Now, now <laughs> efficient yeah. so, but it got to the point where it was like, yeah, now I've got the full horseshoe on the on the bottom and the top. It's like, you know what what a year before would have killed me. So like, have you seen the movie? Thank you for smoking. Yes, it's, that's right, a long so time. That's at one point, time. the dude he's a lobbyist for a tobacco company. You know, he gets he gets kidnapped by these these activist protester people, <laughs> and they stick nicotine patches all over his body and throw him in the trunk of the car, tied up, gagged, and everything. And the doctor's like, "Yeah, the fact that you're a smoker literally saved your life. <laughs> that amount of nicotine would have killed kill anybody else." else. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's kind of what it did to me. It was like I was all of a sudden had such a ridiculously high tolerance to it that it, the, the kind of thing that would have made me spin circles to a point where I like drilled a hole in the ground. <laughs> like, yeah. mm. <laughs> All good. Mm-hmm. Got a casual blade. Some people call it a casual blade. Fucking <laughs> disgusting though, man. It really is. Like if people want to do it, knock yourself out. But it's really gross. <laughs> It's gross. It's gross when you're not doing the it. The pouches. Hey, that's the civilized solution. It is. I mean, I was, I was and one a, of my one of my buddies crust, who was, was the, an upper crust dipper. Yeah. <laughs> hey, one of my buddies who was a professional athlete who you know played under the shield, representing the brand. He, he occasionally on the self proclaimed. Every time I saw him after a game, he had you know two or three pouches in. <laughs> Getting a cool buzz. <laughs> Well, yeah, the old timers actually had to go uh, fire one up in the tunnel. There's someone on the bench, man. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The good old days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you mentioned uh, that movie, but uh, I, I have to admit, I, 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 Peter uh, turned me on to a movie that I'd never seen, so, <laughs> and it was hilarious. Uh, uh, you probably already saw it called Hot Fuzz. <laughs> 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 I still, uh, I still, I got to see Euro Vacation, but, uh, Euro, Euro, Euro trip, Euro trip. Yeah. <laughs> but Hot Fuzz is hilarious. Euro trip is good stuff. And the funny thing about Hot Fuzz, yeah, Scotty knows it all. The thing about Hot Fuzz was, I said I saw uh, what's the vampire movie they did, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, and I love Shaun of the Dead. So since you said, hey, it's the same back the same people did Shaun of the Dead, I'm like, I'm in, I'm all in. <laughs> I always had a soft spot for Reno Nine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's very you, like, you like the shorts, did you? <laughs> the, well, the shorts combined with his name. Yeah. Too much. <laughs> Lieutenant Dangle. Lieutenant Dangle. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good. Show. Good movie too, but not as good as, as the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we'll talk a little bit of sports. You know, I'm not not tied to the. 
Sports adjacent. Yeah, sports adjacent. Yeah, the wife's forcing anything you don't want. Just in case, just in case, human resources is listening. Making the home office on the line. I got a bone to pick. Well, you are the teeth. Calmly for the rest of the evening. Um, baseball is that's still happening, and the Dodgers and the Angels faced off earlier in the week, and it didn't go so well for the team that wears red. Mm-hmm. The Angels, well, Ethier, he had a, he had himself a nice day. He did. Um, it's the walk off on the way to the sweep. The Dodgers take three For the second home run of the day. Second digger of the day. Dodgers sweep the Angels in what amounted to their fourth, fifth, and sixth consecutive losses. Uh, So one team in the Southern California area trending up, the other trending slightly downward. Oddly enough, the third team in Southern California currently doing okay, although today they lost to Milwaukee, so they dropped a series against the Brewers. Um, But... And the Padres are like almost back at 500 after a rough, rough month. They did, uh, yeah. After the after the All Star break, they're 13 and seven right now since the All Star break. So uh, Los Padres playing with a pulse at the moment. Why don't you ever start in a good league, man? Why don't you ever start in the AL East, man? Where it really matters. If you want to start in the AL East? Just go to ESPN.com because every time I've gone there. It, okay, this website, the, the self-proclaimed worldwide leader, I have an account on there, you know, not a, I don't pay for anything, but I have a, like a profile on there, and I always log myself in so that I can see the teams that I give a crap about. And every time I go back to it, it's logged me out, and it shows <laughs> the Yankees and the Red Sox at the top of the freaking page. Every time, followed by some more news about Deflategate. you got to go like, to standings, man. Mm. But I don't want to. <laughs> That's what it matters right there, man. Four and a half up. Four and a half up, man. The Yankees in first in the East, huh? Yes, indeed. Four and a half up. Love me some A-Rod again. You know, a girl that I went to high school with is... Not uh, the postseason. But again, why is the East first? Why? Yeah. It's all about times. They're three hours ahead, so we should start there. But why the American League? The National League came before the American League. Right, and the Yankees aren't in the National League. And, and just so you, <laughs> just so you know, alphabetic alphabet, comes before N, <laughs> but C becomes before A, E. So why isn't the time zone? But no, no, you just said A comes before N, so it must be C no, comes he before said, E. He said, natu- he said, "Why not the National League?" I said, "American League East," because you got the time zone. They're, 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 oh, oh, is that said, what it not, is? He says, "Why not the National League?" Because it's the older league, but A comes before N. Look, but man, C comes before E. English, you do know that, right? In English, but the time zone, from left central, to right, so central we should time. start with the west. East time comes and go before to the, the central, central time. and the east. They're two hours, three hours. Yes, but you do see that the letter C in the alphabet comes before the letter E. Time comes first. And then, as far as the division, what's that to do with? League, what's that to do with grammar league, and league, it's alphabetization? Oh. Everybody understands. I'm still going with my. We read left to right in English, so it should go west. To seven, <laughs> yeah. This is part of the protocols of the elders of Zion. Hey, you know what? Right to left. You can start. <laughs> we can start in the west when the Yankees move to the west. 
AL West. And the Yankees we'll move there. to the West. But if because they AL West, then we'll, then we'll go with the For West sure, first. right? Well, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I remember when the Braves were in the West. Dodgers Absolutely. Are two, Dodgers are two up so. again, huh? Yeah, 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 screw those, the Jays. Those Padres are way down. Oh, ten, almost 10 games. Yeah, not so good. We're ahead of the Rockies, though. Hey, they're going to get they're gonna get to 60 wins at least on the season. You think so? I think so? they might even get to 63. You think so? I mean, less than 100. They're, they're, eight, less than 100 eight, they're 8 shy of 60. You think they can win 8 more I games? I think they can. Okay. 8 more in the next 60. I'm just asking, man. I don't take it personal. It's not, it's oh, not, it's not in the front. Oh, you okay, it was. Tell it me, was. You don't tell me what's in the front. Man. I can get it. I can take it. Oh man, Cardinals have the best league, the best record in the league, huh? Yeah, they they take licking and just keep on taking, man. That that franchise, it's a solid franchise. You got to give them credit for that, man. Yeah, I would good. say autopilot, but I don't think that gives them enough credit. You know, like they they just do everything right. Yeah. It helps that they're in it. Division full of scumbag teams. Well, but that's Although not that's the, not true. The, the, the Brewers have been. That's not true. Pirates, a ball club. Because the Cubs, who are in third place, would be first place in the NL East. Where the what the Mets are in first place? Uh, yeah, no, no, they wouldn't. Well, as of two days oh, ago, they, they would have. They would because of the loss. Uh, they both have 58 wins, no, no, but, no. but the Cubs five, four, seven. I said five, because three, of the seven. losses, they would. I, I, I agree with you. Oh, okay. I said they would because Point is, of the and that's, losses. And they both have 58 that's really wins. Odd. That is really odd that losses. the Cubs, of all teams, would be, you know, doing reasonably well. And if they were just in a different division, might actually be in that's, first that's place. That's also this year, though. Well, not for the Cubs. You can't say that. <laughs> We're talking about the Cubs here. Because the Pirates, you That's know. Cubs specific. It's been, a, it's been a, a well-discussed topic over the last two years that the Pirates in the 20 years prior to that never finished over 500 or made the playoffs. Right. You know, the Cubs, their their nickname are the lovable losers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Brewers have had some bright spots, but they've had just as many low spots. You know, like yeah. any good they tend to be all good or all yeah. bad. There's not a lot in between there. And, you know, the Astros, while they were in the NL Central, they, they earned the moniker the Disastros during that period. For sure. Um, again, they had their high spots. But, I mean, the Cardinals have just consistently been better than everyone in their division. Arguably, I mean, the only other team that has had that long a span of success is, like, the Braves. Going back to the the nineties, two thousands, that's a long, yeah. Oh no, God, painful. Um, but the 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 pretty much from pretty much from where the Braves trailed off, Cardinals have picked up for almost what a good solid fifteen years. They made the playoffs like every single year. Made the World Series a number of those years. I, I don't know the exact number, but they're just the, they're a team that if you're in the Central or you're in the National League, you're going to have to go through. Um, and some some teams have figured it out, but uh, not the Dodgers. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, every every so often when the Padres make the playoffs, it's inevitable that they will lose to the Cardinals. Right. I mean, it's, it's they're just the they're that team. They're the, the team you have to beat to get to the World Series in the National League. And the Giants have done that. Yeah, but each time it's, I think all three times, at least twice, it was the Cardinals that they had to get through. Do you think the Giants got another shot at it? 
I don't. I don't think so. I, I think it's they got a decent team. Yeah. Well, there's that. I think they have a decent team, uh, and I think they'll probably make the playoffs. But uh, definitely make the playoffs. But I don't think they're gonna unless, unless things change. Unless they like, and that could happen as we talked about, like getting hot at the right time. They don't look like they quite have the team to get to the series. I, I'm a Dodger fan, but I, if I was a betting guy, if I was gonna put money down, I'd put my money on the. I put my mind on the Cardinals. You know, for sure. They look like the team that can can get through the season and get through the postseason into the into the World Series. In the National League. They go about everything they do with such, such a, a level of so fucking annoying. confidence. It like, is so frustrating. It's like the Yankees <laughs> classy. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, the Yankees That's so true. The Yankees in class, man. What do you mean? They wish they were the Yankees. When's the last time you went to the Bronx, man? I've never been to the Bronx. <laughs> Not classy. No. <laughs> That's, the That's the city. I'm talking about the team. <laughs> I know there's this whole no dead air policy. Yeah. Y'all hear them crickets out there? <laughs> Bite me. <laughs> let's just, let, let me just ask you this. Would, would Alex Rodriguez be on the Cardinals? They couldn't afford him. They could afford him. Yeah. They could afford him. Yeah. They're just—they'd be like, "We're not going to touch that guy." Doesn't matter. That's the difference. That's the difference. No, it does. Class. It is. That's the class. I'll, class. I'll, I will. I will look at. I will look at the history of the Yankees roster and match it against the history of the, the Cooperstown, and uh, look at the history of the fucking Cardinals roster and see what. See what Tony Larusa in the drunk tank after a DUI was still classier than Alex Rodriguez. For sure. I don't cheer for class. I cheer. <laughs> <laughs> Point. <laughs> game. Really, really? Match. Really? This is, this is how you guys decide who you, what, what teams you like because of whether or not they're classy enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> we got any more of that current river beer? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a drunken mini mantle any day of the week. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> You can keep Rodriguez. I'll take him. As long as he, as long as he could uh, come through in the postseason. Good luck with that. No, he's blowing his wad in the regular season, man. He always is. Yeah, he always is. He but he's having is. his best regular season in like five but or the, six but years. But, right but right the greatest postseason guy ever played for the Yankees, too. Mr. October. And the A's. And the A's. And the Angels. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> everybody plays for everybody these days. <laughs> Damn you, Kirk Flood. <laughs> Literally opened the floodgates. The floodgates, exactly. <laughs> hey, you know, we're a month away. Actually, well, college, well, college football is less than a month away. And there's some, and there's some preseason pro games? There's some pro games? Preseason NFL games start uh, probably this weekend. I hate out. preseason. I never watch it. The, the Hall of Fame game, which there's a, a fancy bombastic name for the first shit preseason game of the year. Takes place at that JV field they have behind the Hall of Fame. In um, I preseason NFL football sucks. It's just yeah. Let them have their games, but nobody wants to watch it. Nobody needs to watch it. We used to call those back in uh, the college uh, in, in uh, high school in uh, Pop Warner scrimmages. Yeah, <laughs> it meant nothing to nobody. You know, the coaches were just looking at different things. And, and when we had those scrimmages in high school, like we would have a part of the game, 
a part of the scrimmage where we practiced all the special team stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when it was time for our field goal kicker to get out there and, and practice a few field goals against, you know, against a rush from the other team, everyone who wasn't on field goal team would be behind the goalpost with our helmets on and everything, and we would see how many times we could bounce the ball off our heads <laughs> after the kicks. That's what preseason NFL football is. You're taking the ball and bouncing it off your helmet. We got 11 times on one kick. It was, it was the best game of hacky sack ever. <laughs> Except that they didn't, we didn't have the weed. <laughs> that's what I think about preseason NFL football. Yes, indeed. So um, that's coming up very soon, like in the next, yeah, probably this weekend is the first preseason games. Yeah, I think they already got some listed. Uh, because I think that the uh, the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies are this weekend, probably. Oh, that's right. So we're gonna hear. Uh, apparently, the NFL did relent and decide to allow Junior Seau's daughter. To speak on, even though they say they've had a rule in place for X number of years that you could introduce them but not speak for them. Yeah, well, so let her introduce him for twenty minutes, and then oh wait, he's dead, so he can't come up. I mean, yeah, the rule can kiss everyone's ass. Nobody, this is they. I don't know. They have this thing where they think that they can tell people, and and people will just listen and accept it. It's like, you are not the moral authority or the arbiter of all that is good and right in the world. You are the freaking criminal enterprise that is the NFL. The no-fun league, man. So, um, the college football, real games, you know, sort of real games, some of them are more more real than others, start on Labor Day. Actually, no, they're going to start before Labor Day weekend because Labor Day comes at the latest possible day this year. It does. Labor Day is on the 7th of September. So college football games are going to start on like August 30th, 29th-ish. Uh, the 7th of September? Mm-hmm. I thought it was always like it's oh, the first cause, Monday. Because, yeah, first because Monday. it's the month in so early. First Monday in yeah. September. So yeah. 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 the 7th is literally as late as Labor Day can fall. And it and this is one of those. It's messing up the school schedule. It's really messing up the school schedule. <laughs> as you know and, well. And <laughs> I, you know, and this is something that I've already had several conversations with my boss about because this is Labor Day weekend, you know, I would always at least school would start the, the Wednesday after Labor Day. So yep. I never really had to take any time off. I wasn't working those that week before. I was like, okay, well, I'll I'll be hung over on Tuesday. But I'm not really working on Tuesday. Totally recovered by the time school starts. Yeah. <laughs> now school's starting before Labor Day and it's like School starts on Wednesday, and I'm going to have to take Friday off. That's not a good way to start. No. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen. <laughs> but, yeah, not a good way to start. So, what a pain in the arse. In the arse! Right in the arse. Bollocks! But we do have a couple of good games to start the uh, college football season, though. And, you know, college football teams are starting their, their fall camps right about now. You know, probably... This week, teams are getting started. Uh, the uh, SEC and Big Ten have already finished their media days where they have all the coaches and a select group of players from each team meet up in some random ballroom and talk to a bunch of pencil neck, glasses-wearing, computer-toting nerds about all the fun that they're having that those guys never got to. Um, <laughs> Say what you really feel. <laughs> 
But so media days are pretty much over with, and they're starting. Uh, they're Try starting fall like camps. Skip Bayless. Yeah. Yeah. Take your feet tie somewhere else. But now, now is where the the new incoming freshmen, the ones who actually went to high school for the entirety of their four years instead of graduating in January and going to college, going to college in February. To get started. Um, everybody's going. Everybody's showing up now, and uh, the young pups are meeting the big kids. And it's yeah, this is a fun time. This is when teams are really starting to get get an idea of what they're working with. Did you ever do any of the recruitment thing? Did you visit visit schools uh, no. as a recruit? Did you? I I went to one combine, and I already had a pretty good idea of where I fell in the pecking order of you know the overall scheme talent wise. You know, I I knew that I was not like a D one athlete, uh, but that day it really reinforced it for me. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> like, you want to play what position? <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, they said there's a big difference. I told you the guy who's listening to you goes, no, that gap is it's a lot bigger than people think it is. Oh, even it though, is. Even though you're on the same teams, that gap, I, where I'm going to make it to the next level and you have no shot, even though we are, like, playing well together. Mm-hmm. And so I, the jump from, like, being the, the top dog at your high school campus to, like you said, a D1 school, it's like... Wow, there is a, that's a huge gap. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And you know, I I had no delusions at that point in my life. You know, I I knew that I was going to enjoy it while I could because it wasn't going to last. And we had we had a guy who was a year older than me who ended up quitting after his sophomore year or partway through his junior year because he was much of an idiot but he he was such an ass he was a great athlete like he could have played d1 football um but he was such an asshole to everybody on his high school team that people were like fuck this guy like they actually this is when inkjet printers were a new thing they printed out some they're fake they're recruiting step, letters. Step, step above dot matrix. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So they printed out some fake recruiting letters from <laughs> U of A and a couple of other Pac-10 schools. Oh, that's and They up. sent them to him, and he was <laughs> talking all kinds of shit. Yeah, well, I'm going to be going to Arizona or this and that. Like, <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not, dude. Well, what are you talking about? They're sending me. No, we, we actually printed We sent those to you. Look at that, look at that postmark. Yeah. <laughs> right down the street from your house. Uh-huh. <laughs> you think drove all the way out here to mail that to you? <laughs> you are the you are the slowest one in the bunch, aren't you? <laughs> oh yes. Fun times. Yeah. You gotta do that. You gotta do that every once in a while. Just give somebody just a mess with people. Yeah, just like you know, reality check. Nobody likes you. Some people need to hear it, you know, like, I got this guy that had to have, like, an impromptu meeting with this dude today, because he's one of our new people, and he's, he's one of those guys who just thinks he knows everything. He's new? Yeah. Well, I would love to, especially after actually seeing him work today. Uh, like, this is my first time actually seeing you on the job. Yeah. Kind of suck. You're still in a probationary yeah. status, is the way I look at it. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm not here to ruin or micromanage you, but this is shitty. <laughs> and everything I said, he just had some argument or answer to, and I was like, you need to just listen right now. You need to just hear this part. Because you're doing a lot of talking and not a lot of hearing. What do I always say? If your mouth is moving, <laughs> you can't hear what I'm saying. You I think I said that to a few people on the uh, show. You have said that. To <laughs> <laughs> we, I, I worked on this guy last night. He told me this story. He says I was. He goes, I was riding with this. My, you know, the guy who was training me. He goes, we pull up this construction site. It says now hiring. And he says, hey, write that number down. So he goes, he goes, I wrote the number down and I went to hand it to him. He goes. Nah, keep that. He goes, call that tomorrow because you're never going to make it here. (laughs) (laughs) I said, oh, my God. (laughs) What are you doing? He goes, oh, my God. He goes, I was shitting a brick. I mean, obviously, he made it. It it was just being fucked with. uh, (laughs) He says, you'll never be a big city L.A. guy. Hilarious. That's what you gotta do with that guy. Take it for a little spin. <laughs> hey, write that number down for me. <laughs> Keep pulling that crap you're pulling today. I might have to. I might you don't need to, to call it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just might have to. This dude really thinks he knows everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I have no idea how much you don't know. <laughs> you know he ain't gonna get a better, right? You realize that, right? <laughs> We've all worked those, right? right? How many of you guys you had like that? Don't hold it that way. You're going to lose a figure. Uh, yeah, I told you. <laughs> See, that happened. Fucking bloody mess. <laughs> I mean that literally. <laughs> I know you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's terrible. I know some of those guys. That's right. I, I worked at the grocery store one time with the, the meat guy, and uh, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He, he was he, he, he was he, he was a butcher, but he wanted to be a fireman. The one day he came up <laughs> the store intercom, and he was always this really you know kind of energetic, fun guy. And he just he came on the intercom, and he said he wanted the manager back there. In the middle of the night, you know, in the middle of the night, there's not that many people in the store. It's like <laughs> our crew, right? Or, oh, man, Evan, he just sounds, I'll beep up over there. And he's got his hands wrapped up in all kinds of crap. And he's talking about he was sawing the freaking And he took his eye and lost a finger, man. Like right there, boom. They're, they're like, they got that nice, and they're trying to get him to someplace to get his finger on it. Somebody says something to him. He goes, he looks like, I don't think I'm going to get them in the fire department. <laughs> Let's get you there and get, see if we get this taken care of first. <laughs> you deal with that like Priorities. <laughs> you can get it back on. Yeah. You, know, you might be able to hide the yeah, It's funny because he said, he, uh, I talked to him later, he says, I guess they have some kind of weird thing this was aware. You know, it's whatever. And he says, I don't mean cut me doing something he goes somebody buzzed a bell or something he goes I just kind of glanced up as I was sawing <laughs> and he just that quick that quick yeah 
Didn't have the chainmail gloves on. Yeah, I didn't have that this, shit back then. Man. This was only one finger. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they had that back then. Yeah, yeah. This is like, this like is, it was a new thing 70, when I was starting. This is Kevlar gloves. This is seventy nine. Totally seventy nine. Yeah. And they were so that when when I was first introduced to them, uh, they were so thick. They they were so bulky that they were almost useless because yeah. you couldn't. Yeah, you know, it protected your hand. You, you could literally saw, yeah. but you also couldn't do the job you were getting paid to do. <laughs> so I was like, that's useless. <laughs> I put it on the hook. Everybody was supposed to wear it when they did certain things. I was like, useless. But you, I see you still have all your digits. All your appendages are still yeah, there. There's some divots. <laughs> there's some divots <laughs> if you look closely. But uh, they're all connected. Uh, yeah. Right there, man. Right? Got a few of those, yeah. That was my own stupid stupidity. <laughs> I got nobody to blame but me. Stupidity and PBR. Oh, look at that. We're, we're rolling over, man. Oh, perfect. It's <laughs> 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 uh, two things you want to hear from me stupidity and PBR. <laughs> there you have another edition of T Birds. China. The Swoops Rolling Talk Show Radio Network. And take a quick break, come back, wrap things up. This is Raspin Stewart, and this is Midtown. Back after this.
I'm in almost every school blessing classroom. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. You see me around the neighborhood, and you tell me that I'm a pretty good kid. Well, I'm one out of every five children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. This problem is closer than you think. My teacher tells me we can grow up to be whatever we want. I want to grow up to be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. There's enough food in this country to feed everybody. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide eight meals for kids like me, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we are Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Talk Story Radio. Hey, this is John Gannon, and I just had the greatest time on Swoop's World here. on the Talk Show Radio Network. Time to wrap things up. Fellas, any last great words of wisdom? I think I spewed a lot of vitriol on the NFL. I'm pretty good about it, so I'm going to leave on a high note. Peter? Yeah, I'm right there. I'm solid. Everything I said I know is true. Next week on Super Bowl Late Night, our guest is Andrew Peterson, and he'll be joining us once again to talk about the newest Nathan McBride book, uh, Contract to Kill, which is re- going to be released next week. So we're looking forward to having a chance to talk to him about his great series of books because uh, I love them all. And I'm always uh, Andrew was a guest before. And he's such a wonderful, wonderful guest, and we're looking forward to having a chance to chat with him. As I always say each week as we wrap things up, dream as if you'll live forever. Live as if you'll die today. Good night, all. Good night. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors.